Hi there, I'm Chris Gray, and this ad is brought to you by The Great Cast, a podcast centred around sport performance and health within Scotland, hosted by yours truly, Chris Gray. Come join me and a plethora of guests ranging from coaches, lifters, athletes, and even your average gym PT as we dive into their stories to see what drives them to do what they do. Sound interesting? Jump on that. The Great Cast, that's the G-R-A-Y-T cast. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. From the After 12 Podcast Network. Probably, if I'm being honest with myself, my mental health issues probably started around when my daughter was born. Mm. Like, this anger that came from nowhere and everything was in me was so hostile and volatile and... I could describe it as if if somebody put like 10 crates of tenants on each shoulder uh, and they all came off at the same time your whole body just went <sighs> uh, you're the last person I thought would be depressed as yeah. like, why is that hmm. I, I feel like that too and just have somebody to talk to because I think that that's for me what I want to do is I want to just be able to talk to people about it normalize it a little bit and humanize it and just yeah. be like you want to know what these things happen let's have a chat about it and that's where the idea for the sort of mad lad, uh, mad lads blog sort of came about. Just have a bit of time myself, so uh, I started that Couch to Five K app. You don't think about how long twenty five miles is. Yeah. Probably say about everything that I've done, more than the doctors, more than anything else, has been the biggest thing for me changing my mindset. Yeah. So, Lee, welcome. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. How yeah. are we? Good. Feeling good? Yeah, yeah. Just had two weeks off work, so... Ah, not bad. A beautiful week in, in sunny Ayrshire. Listen, so, listen, mate. It's speaking place to your hometown. Ah, it's, honestly, it's golden country, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, obviously, we know each other pretty well, I'd say. Yeah. That's what we were actually so. discussing earlier on, what, yes. three years now? Yeah. That's... My young Padawan. Time flies when you're having fun. Absolutely. Aye. So, obviously... Um, we want to sort of get on to obviously like your journey and sort of like where all this came about, but tell us a bit about yourself and sort of like, you know, where, where, where do you come from? Like, what's your, what's your origin story? I almost had the urge to break into like a Fresh Prince rap there <laughs> in West Glenworth. Mate, born just and do raised. It. No, just do it. Nah, definitely not well rehearsed this, enough. This podcast that. just off the cuff, so just <laughs> whatever. In Picuri is where I spend most of my days. Now, um, so grew up in, in Glenorthis, born and bred. Um, 30 years old this year so feeling Ooh. massively 30 years young you should say 30 years old I feel like <laughs> I feel like I hit 30 and, and things went downhill from there I didn't even make it to 30 but I had to hear so um, no um, still better than some to be fair yeah, very true. <laughs> especially um, in Glenrothes uh, exactly I've got my full set of teeth so you know I'll, I'll take every kudos that I can um, so no I've um, lived here my entire life um Depends really what else you want to know. Studied a bit, studied actually media. Um, That's kind of cool. Yeah. In the right place. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, wanted to be a journalist. That's actually something I didn't know, to be fair. So there yeah, you go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, studied, studied media. I really wanted to be a sports journalist when I was younger. Um, and I think that that's where obviously the inspiration with the blog was there because I'd done a bit of writing and stuff in the past. Cool. Um, avid football fan, boxing fan, darts fan. 
um, husband, dad, and it's all around Bob Ag a little bit, to be honest. <laughs> but, um, yes. Which I can back up. Yeah. Nah. yeah. <laughs> Bob, uh, you this think there's anybody this, that can... <laughs> I was gonna, I've, This table's quite like long, so I can sort of say that. And I'm next to the door as well, so there's, there's plenty I, of time around. I have been doing a bit of boxing, so... <laughs> I know that you've started running now, but I think I've been doing it a little bit longer than you, so good chance I'll catch you. So, Lee, for, for me and for our audience, we don't know you as well, obviously, um, but you can obviously, as, as we're asking these questions and, and unraveling everything, we'll get yep. to know basically the ins and outs of you and basically what makes you tick, yep. um, which is apparently quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a, a whole lot. <laughs> um, but firstly, um, I want to start off basically with the tough stuff and then it can start to get lighter from there yeah, so of course. um so mad lads obviously started and it was an initial blog by yourself and it came about when you seen like a turning point in your life and you were basically just trying to get yourself out you've passed your lowest point so yeah my question is what led you to the to your lowest point and when did you know that you were suffering from a mental health issue and what then caused or made you reach out so i think if i think about the question as a whole i think it Probably, if I'm being honest with myself, my mental health issues probably started around when my daughter was born. Mm -hmm. um, and it probably started off as mainly anxiety because mm -hmm. it was just, you know, people tell you how life-changing it is having a kid. And you yeah. go, yeah, mate, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, of course, <laughs> of course yeah, yeah. You've, everybody's told me this, yawn, yeah. Oh, it's get like your sleep now. Yeah, get thing, your sleep yeah. now. And I'm like, yeah, because nobody's told me that 200 times since yeah. my wife got pregnant. How, how old is your daughter now? She's two and a half. So it was two and a half years ago that this, yeah, this kicked yeah. off. So I think that, you know, I really struggled with being a dad. Um, <laughs> you know, my daughter had really bad reflux, colic, just didn't sleep. I mean, I don't, I don't mm. think I got a full night's sleep for about a year. Um, you know, my, we were lucky that we've got amazing parents that helped took Ailey overnight and stuff um, to try and help us get that sleep. But what I found was even when my daughter was away, I was anxious that my mum and dad were up because mm. they had her. So um, I think that the culmination of everything was probably in about January, February this year. Um, and it was just, you know, for, for Paul, who's known me for a long time, it was just anger. Mm. Like this anger that came from nowhere and everything was in me was so hostile and volatile. And, you know, it was my mum that was the, the biggest one. And she goes, this person that's speaking isn't my boy. Mm. That must be quite a, a weird thing to hear uh, from your mum. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you'll remember like my mum coming to meet me for lunch and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, I'm very, very close with my mum. A 30-year-old mummy's boy, I'll, I'll happily hold my hands up and say that. <laughs> um, but... You know, the, 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 there was Bold just lots statement of, in Glenrothes. Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> what was I saying about having all my teeth? Probably not anymore. Um, but you know, I think well, those sort of things resonated with me. Um, and then it was actually a colleague at work, um, one of my my bosses. You know, I, I fo he phoned one day, and you know, as bosses do, he was he was giving me a wee bit of pressure for something, and I just burst into tears. And it was it was it was the most strange thing ever because like like a for how long you've known me Paul yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not a weepy person no, you know I'm, no, no, I'm, no. I'm quite a jack the lad and know, even even in times yeah. like where you where you might have been having a bad day like yeah. I don't, I've never really seen that yeah. you always did put, you always were very good at putting on like a yeah. like a face if that makes sense yeah. do you know what I mean like you you were good at you know like if you if you had to have a moan you'd have a moan that's fine <laughs> yeah I'm good at that, <laughs> good at that. <laughs> but like ah, you, you never really seemed like upset about anything no, at no. any point ever I think in, in the core of myself and even to this day, I still believe I'm a very happy-go-lucky person. Mm. So I think that, you know, I just, I, I sort of gradually lost that. And, you know, my, my, my colleague, boss, whatever you want to call him, he said, are you all right? 
uh, it's like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm, I'm just having a bad day. And the next day he came to the shop mm. and was like, like, I think, I think, you know, there's, there's something going on here. I just want you to talk to me. Right. And it wasn't until I started talking and couldn't stop talking. That and then realized. I was like, uh oh, like this, this is a bigger issue than I'm probably admitting to myself. Yeah. If, if, if and, I want to say and that you never way. actually had like a think to yourself before. Or was it literally just him asking that question and that's when that's yeah, when you started that, to unravel that? That really posed it for me. Hmm. Uh, that really, really like, oh my God, like, there's something going on here. And I was like, right, okay, I'll, I'll maybe, I'll maybe need to have a think about this. And he, and he advised me to go and see a GP, which I really wasn't keen to do. Yeah. Um, you know, I think there's certain, Particularly, and still, there's still that that stigma. If you go to a doctor, you're obviously yeah, a looney tune. Wrong with you. you know uh, what I mean? Like, you know, the, the cuckoo clock's going off in the back yeah, of the head. Yeah. Like, and I, I wasn't quite prepared to admit it to myself then. So I, I went home, and the wife is like, "You okay?" And I was like, "I'm not sure that I am." I said, "Like, I had this I had this conversation today, and it's it's really resonated. There's there's there's, there's something like the pennies dropped. Yeah, you know what I mean." And I was like, I think that I'm 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 suffering from depression. And she was like, I think so too. Wow. Um and it's very it's a very strange conversation to have with somebody that you love so much that it's obviously been too scared to broach that conversation with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But equally loves you enough that they wanted to see, you know, that you get yourself better. So. Yeah. How how was like the tone of that conversation? Was it quite like a quiet, mellow conversation, or was it like you were trying to like vent it or like how did it actually like come out? Like, because could, obviously, as you're saying, it's quite a tough conversation to have with someone. I, I could remember it. There's, I'll be honest with you, there's a lot of the times when I was feeling really low that I can't remember that. I don't know if I've just maybe blocked it out or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I um, but I remember that conversation as if it was yesterday. I was mm. standing in my kitchen and I just, I, I, I put my head in my hands to my wife, like, I think I'm depressed. And I just, the only way that I could describe it is if, if somebody put like 10 crates of, tenants on each shoulder uh, and they all came off at the same time your whole body just went <sighs> so that is that is the scottish yeah. measure for if yeah. you're feeling if you're, <laughs> if you're feeling down is how many crates of tenants are on yeah, your exactly, shoulders exactly. so if you reach 10 crates on each shoulder here have you been to teeny park you try carry a crate <laughs> of tenants Mate, on I, your I, shoulder i worked at teeny park in the bar so yeah. i know what it's like carrying Honestly, crates God, of that, tenants. That was, it was like trying to trek to narnia when you were going up that campsite <laughs> hill with a crate of tenants on one hand a crate of strongbow on the other and making that hill but it was just that sort of the relief. oh my god this is what this is and yeah. i was i was like my wife it, honestly i i I don't like saying this too often mm. but I, I couldn't wish for a better wife you know mm. she's just so supportive of everything that i do and she's you know she was just like right okay initially she was a bit like you know she didn't want me to go on medication she just wanted me to try and do other things do first. other things yeah and, and you know i spoke to my mom and she was the same and because I, I i don't i didn't want to be on medication because yeah. i think that once again she, talking about the stigma thing yeah like, absolutely you know you start oh i need to take you've, this or oh, this is something anytime you apply for a job not that i'm looking for anybody that works with me um, <laughs> anytime you apply for a job or anytime that you're filling any sort of questionnaire you've got to then say oh i've got this and then people are going right cuckoo again and, and, and that's how i felt yeah, yeah. and i didn't want to have to go to a doctor's and say hi my name's lee i'm 30 years old and i'm depressed <laughs> i wanted it to yeah. be uh, right okay i could try and beat this on my own so yeah. I, I tried quite a lot of things so um my mum worked for um nhs for a period of time and she was uh, recommended this website called the mood cafe and it was just like loads of different surveys and stuff that you could go through and just try and sort of self-diagnose 
You want to call it that? Or just like sort of like okay. explore everything that's gone yeah, in your yeah. mind type thing. Because I, I think to begin with, I was like, right, okay, I'm a depressed, I'm a bipolar, I'm a whatever. Like, yeah, and, aye, and, aye. And it sort of sets the, off the spiral in yeah, your brain. Yeah, it's like playing yeah, Wheel of Fortune it. and you're just spinning that wheel, right? Yeah, right yeah, which yeah. one do I actually think that I've got? Um, so I sort of went through that all and I was a bit like, well, these are the ones that are sort of feel like that's how, how the combination of how I'm feeling. That's the sort of... Yeah. category that I kind of feel that I'm in so I tried for must have been four or five weeks of just doing things like uh, CBT like cognitive uh, yeah. a really hard word to say cognitive <laughs> behavioural therapy Thank especially with Scottish uh, accent I, uh, I, I was actually thinking you were going to say CBT oil or something like that I was no. like um, well <laughs> yeah, it's going off this after all uh, <laughs> but no like I just tried to do different things in different ways and different means because yeah. I, I I really didn't want to get to that point where I went and got help. But I think that um, some of the inspiration for the, the blog that I then eventually ended up writing was my, one of my best mates, Andrew Inch. Um, he wrote a blog years ago. Um, and if you haven't read it, it's, it's on the, the Mad Lads page. And, you know, it was, it's a very difficult read. Um, but, you know, when I spoke to him, um, you know, he's he's literally the last person you would think that would yeah. have a mental health issue. Issue. He's so confident, good looking boy. You yeah. know, he wrestles to thousands of people. Like he's wrestled at the Hydro, he's wrestled Rikishi, wow. and all these sort of like really famous cool. wrestlers. Yeah, it's amazing. But you know, suffers with cri- uh, crippling anxiety. So uh, like, I, I sort of reached out to him and I was like, "Look, mate, this. I'm going to be honest with you. This is how I feel." Um, and he was like. Like, okay, so he gave me a bit of counselling, if you want to call it that. And, and, you know, he was amazing. He was like, look, I think that you're at a stage now where you need to get help. Um, and between him and my, my, my colleague that I mentioned earlier, I, I just sort of plucked up the courage and then went, right, okay, let's mm. let's address this and, and try and yeah get the ball rolling. I feel like um, as well, because like, like I only just recently went on to your, your initial blog, not the Facebook page, and your very first blog post, um, is called you're the last person i thought would be depressed yeah yeah and it's such a grabbing like headline and it just makes you want to sort of explore more um and then you're just going to say it's a simple statement perhaps to some but it's one that continues to resonate with you like why does that resonate with you so much like like now like knowing you and like hearing like about you from other people yeah when when this all came about I initially had that i was like really like he's 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 total killing it so like how did it resonate with you so much um so the person that, that made that comment to me was my, my cousin, Andrew. Um, so to give you an idea, he was uh, best man at my wedding. I was mm. best man at his wedding. Yeah. Um, you know, we've, really we've been close, close very yeah. close, but all over the world together, you know. It, and I sort of spoke to him um, after I'd been to the doctors and stuff. And I'm like, look, mate, I've, I've got something I need to tell you. Um, and told him, um, sort of came out, if you want to call it that. And um, he was like, What? you're the last person I thought would be depressed. I was yeah. like, why is that? Hmm. So and, does that sort of like make you think about it then? Yeah, like, it was, it was what, a massive... Take, take you totally break down the statement. I, absolutely. I'm like, well, what do you mean by that? And, and it's not anything against Andrew per se at all. It's nothing. It was just a, what would make you think that there's a, a category or you, you so could or you could be defined as almost certain, like you're not entitled to be sort of yeah, thing. Aye. Right. Okay. So you, cause you could come and have a pint and have a laugh and chat mm rubbish yeah. not the other word um with me and you can't have any of these other feelings so I, you know it's like i say it's, it's not anything critical towards andrew at all not at all he's, he's he's been a great support ever since and he's a great person but i think it was just a bit of, right okay this is an issue 
for me, um, it's, it's, it's an issue of the fact that I feel that if I'm honest with myself, there was probably a lot of telltale signs for a long time and why yeah. aren't people picking those up? Mm-hmm. It could have been as well that people may have just thought that was sort of like part of your character um, because yeah. you're such, you're a very strong character. Yeah. Like you, you can, you, you, you get that straight away. So they might have even just thought that it was just you on that day or it could have just been like yeah. a bad day. And that's maybe sort of like where that sort of stemmed from type yeah. thing. The other thing as well you touched on um, about, you know, like obviously your wife, you were saying like, you had that conversation when you went in the kitchen you were like you think i'm the de- you know i think i'm depressed and she was like i know it was all kind of almost like no one wanted to tell you first if that makes sense i think that because um how hard work my daughter was um yeah. that people just thought he's struggling with that mm. and i think that don't get me wrong that's that was certainly the case um and I'll, I'll never ever tell anybody that that wasn't a, definitely a part in the way that i was feeling but i think that it had got to a point where it consumed me and i wasn't getting out of it yeah yeah you know what i mean so it just I sort think, of went into other parts of your life yeah type thing. The, the best way that i could describe it is a, a, a total stereotype but a snowball effect <clears throat> yeah. yeah you know it was just one thing into the other um so I think that, you know, for how absolutely amazing my wife is, I, I, she doesn't enjoy a tough conversation. Yeah. I, I think I could deal with tough, tough conversations because it's something that I've had to do in my professional life. Whereas yeah. Rachel is literally the nicest human that has ever graced this earth. And I don't think that she's, I didn't think that she would maybe be able to be the one to talk to me about it. Yeah. Yeah. One, one, one thing, another part of your first blog that I thought was like really like grabbing as well was you made the statement that you had everything in your life that you always wanted you, yeah. you had your wife your daughter um good group of friends like good job and things like that um but you started to then shut yourself off from your friends and you yeah. like came off Facebook and that completely what sort of like drove you to that and was why was that not a trigger to you like when you started to shut yourself off from your friends and then actually like physically deactivate Facebook was was it like was your mind thinking you wanted to just get away from people. You thought they were the issue and it wasn't yourself. Like, what was your sort of thought process around that point? Um, so to give you an idea, at the start of the year, like a, a really close family friend passed away. Yeah. And there were so many people that I had on my Facebook that knew her. And, you know, they, they were grieving and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that constant reminder for me, seeing it on social media was was really hard. And, you know, obviously I was I was suffering from depression at that time, although I didn't know it at that yeah. time. But seeing that was it was really hard for me to see it. It's like a constant trigger. Sort yeah, of it was it was constant it was really upsetting <laughs> to me because I I loved her dearly and it was it was kind of hard because you know there was photos being shared and, yeah. and stuff and that that was one part of it. But it got to the point where I was so angry with everyone and so annoyed at everyone that stupid things would just really, really annoy me. And I'd, and to the point I'd still be up at three in the morning like, how could you post that absolute nonsense? Yeah. And it'd be, you know, it'd just be a general lad Bible post. Somebody would be underneath it and be like, <laughs> oh yeah, X, Y, and Z, something controversial. And it would get me to the point where I would be livid. Aye. And I'm like, why am I letting this bother me? Yeah, yeah. yeah instead of letting this bother me just remove the situation so I, I was just trying to do things whereas i was like do you want to know what you're annoying me these things i'm, I'm finding hard to see on a regular basis just remove the situation yeah. i don't know why i didn't see that as a trigger at the time but mm. you're absolutely right i suppose you're, it goes back to the whole thing where like you kind of feel that you like why should you move yourself do you know what i mean like when you've got the right to use facebook do you know what i mean like 
I suppose maybe I don't. I mean, I'm theorising here, but that might have been the, the the initial like subconscious thought of like why it wasn't apparent in the first place. Cause... No, I think I think more. I, I see what your point is, but I think more. I was just a bit like, this is annoying me, mm-hmm. and it wasn't you know, the, the people. It was it the actual was, platform. Type yeah, thing. The, it was 100 yeah. percent nail on the head yeah. platform, and mm-hmm. I was just a bit like, because I didn't delete all social media. You know, I still had Instagram and and Twitter. I, I genuinely am completely addicted to. So I, I I think that Facebook seems to be a bit more platform for bile. Than, yeah, any yeah. Other, than any other platform, I was just like, right, okay, why is this annoying me? And it was part, and I'll be honest with you, it was part of the, the CBT thing. So realizing what your triggers were, and I was like, this is triggering me. Mm-hmm. Take yeah, it away. Yeah. And, then, and then when I decided to write the blog, I thought it's, it's time to get this on Facebook because I want people to know maybe why I've been feeling the way I'm feeling. And let's be honest, we don't write letters anymore. You, you stick a Facebook post up. Aye. Mm. One one other thing that, that you said um, really affected you was like, again, it was probably another thing you never like noticed straight away. And I wonder if that was like a trigger to you or it was something that just went past as well. But you said that your weight ballooned and you went all the mm-hmm. way up to like 19 stone. Yeah. Um, like, was that a trigger to you as well? Or was it just like, just another thing that was there that just sort of went under the radar? No, I'm a comfort eater. Um, and when I feel bad and when I feel low, the first thing I do is reach for the fridge. Just have a wee munch. Oh, big time! I, um, big time! I am a I'm total. You can't. You can't. You no, but, well, well, you can't use. You can't. You, use can, me as an you example. cannot say you're the same as me, mate. <laughs> no, I'm but, sure well, if I fart well, right now, I'll blow you away. Well, well, like the, the, for for me, it's my teeth take the pain. I've had two fillings a day, and honestly, <laughs> I have my Mark Achilles heel is a jam on toast. And usually like 10 to 12 a night, I'll go down and have a couple of slices of toast and jam. And the only time I don't do that is when I'm is when I'm staying with my girlfriend because she'll, she'll batter me. Because she's like, you brush your teeth, what are you doing? So like, <laughs> so like I might not go in here because yeah. I, I basically I, I train for athletics six days a week. So I'm lucky in that sense. That I've got sand there, but in terms yeah, of my too. teeth, they, they take it. They, they take it that way. But like, like that... It's it's such like a big thing. Obviously, you were you were starting to comfort you a lot more and more and yeah. more. Like, was um, that mate, the start it, or straight away? Or? No, I think that I've always been chubby. Uh, um, I've always can, uh, can relate. To that. Yeah, <laughs> yes, can relate. Um, you know, I've always had a sweet tooth and mm. I've always loved a drink. So yeah. lager, chocolate. Ice cream takeaways, the best mix. Yes, yeah, <laughs> preferably all the one evening. FIFA um, Ultimate team. team, you know. So these things, you know, I, I think that when my daughter was born, and it was just like my wife has got the quickest metabolism ever, but she's also like you. She's very, very naturally fit. Does a lot of exercise and stuff. I was eating what she was eating, but not doing anything to get yeah, rid yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. So when the, the depression and stuff like that kicked in I, I wasn't going out and playing football I wasn't doing any of the exercise or anything like that to get rid of the weight um, and it was just like oh it's okay I'll go up another jean size mm. oh it's okay I'll go up another t-shirt size and when you get to the point that you don't like yourself anymore you don't care how you look Aye. you know what I mean like I, th- I think that it was I was at the point where I, I just hated myself so much I yeah. didn't care how I looked you know if I was overweight pfft, you know, there's a, there's a photo of me that I, I shared again recently on Facebook and I was at a wedding and I was standing next to Thomas Brodie Sangster, um, who you might remember from Game of Thrones and um, what else was he in? He was in Love Actually and yeah. uh, Maze Runner and all that sort of stuff. He was at the same wedding as me and I looked at that photo and I was so buzzing with it at the time. Like I was just like casually hanging out with a celeb, you know, I, I, just, just <laughs> to get this way, yes. Um, but then, you know, I look at that photo now and I'm like, why did nobody tell me I was a hippo? Like... <laughs> 
it's, it's just, and I could say that because it was me, but I was just Aye. a bit like, oh my God, like if I was down at the beach, I would have got harpooned. I looked ridiculous. <laughs> and I was, I've, and you know, I'm so glad now that I've got that piece of mind and that perspective that I've got that photo is I will never, ever let this happen ever, ever Aye. again. Yeah. Do you know what? That's, that's interesting that, that you said that. I mean, that's a, a different thing, but similar in a way. When we, we had a chat, um, to obviously, Mackie, and um, we had him on, he was saying that for him to reach his goals, he took a photo of, like, his favourite athlete. So, like, you almost, you've got that photo. It's, it's yeah. weird how you can sort of, like, take a photo and be like, right, that's a goal in a way, and that's a reminder, and, you know. Use similar things yeah. to, like, yeah, set, using that set as a drive. A target. Yeah, it sense. was like, I, I used to have a job when I worked in a, an office, and um, it was it was, like, over-the-phone business-to-business sales. Mm-hmm. And you know what working in an office is like the same four walls you know it's so depressing and just working in that environment Mm -hmm. so I had a picture um, it was just before we were going on our honeymoon of where where we were going just on my wall so that every time I had a customer I looked at that thinking that's what this is what paid me to go there and it's just that having that little reference yeah, point yeah. and I'm doing that just now because I'll be honest with you I've, I've sort of hit a plateau with my weight so I've lost the weight that I've lost mm-hmm. but I can't seem to get below that but every time that I'm thinking right you want to know what I'm just going to get macaroni and cheese and chips for lunch come at me bro and <laughs> I, I just I, I go on and I have a look at that photo and go no mate go and get your uh, Subway blooming six Salad. inch tuna sub and Aye. go back and cry your eyes <laughs> <laughs> to be fair a six inch sub uh, somewhere it's pretty damn good uh, it's very good I'd consider that a top tier lunch you and I need to have a, <laughs> a separate discussion about what a top tier lunch is you know well, donut, donut fair, kebab and chips to top be tier fair, lunch I chicken korma getting... top tier lunch <laughs> tuna, to be fair I sub. am getting like meatballs on my six inch sub so that maybe redeems it a wee bit yeah I, I don't think I could get away with that anymore that. It's, it's all about making the small sacrifices mate <laughs> So have have you felt like like your 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 journey like obviously like another thing you said as well like a part of your blog the reason why you wrote it was suicides in Fife were and men were yeah. like coming at an alarming rate and we've just seen that's um three three young men um these past two months have committed suicide yeah. um and obviously one of them is obviously very high profile yeah um and it's and one another one just actually was just last week um, and yeah. a boy that was at my school and also Beath high school as well yeah. and it is quite alarming in that regard um ob- obviously it's difficult to to say and it's it's easy to take the correlation and say mental health and and suicide yeah. but you can't obviously always say every every case 100% is always that um but it is definitely huge so do you think that that doing this was not only just to help yourself like was it but but you're always doing this with the intention of trying to help others as well yeah i think when i wrote the blog i was a bit like if i could put this out there and somebody like something ridiculous like a thousand people on my facebook or whatever if one person could read that and resonate with that one person could read that and go right okay these are the things that i'm feeling it's fine i get and get an understanding of that it's made a difference and that's pretty much what i'm about if i could talk about it and try and break that stigma and just be like look yeah it, it could happen to anyone not that i'm someone but you know what i mean like anyone anybody could have these issues one person could read that and go you want to know what like have i feel like that too and just have somebody to talk to because i think that that's for me what i want to do is i want to just be able to talk to people about it normalize it a little bit and humanize it and just yeah. be like you want to know what these things happen let's have a chat about it and that's where the idea for the sort of mad life uh, mad lads blog sort of came about mm-hmm. 
And um, just off the back of that as well, one thing I will say is like, like a, a well done because your Facebook has literally like blew up so so quick. Yeah. Like I've been sort of keeping tabs on it since it sort of started, just because I'm I'm interested in that sort of thing. But honestly, like what you're sitting, what one one point three k likes so far? Yeah, the, the yeah, now, yeah, yeah. On the on the Mad Lags and, Facebook page, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and what's been what, two three months now? Um, July, July. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah, just about three months. So, but I think that because mental health is is a hot topic, if you want to call yeah, it yeah. that, it, it blew up very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my blog got something like two and a half thousand views. Um, yeah, yeah. I think it's up to more than that now, actually. I mean, Andy's one's got something ridiculous, like 30,000 views. Yeah, well, um, Obviously, with him being a, a pretty yeah, um, famous wrestler, wrestler in, in Scotland, um, you know, his um, fan base and stuff jumped in it. So I think yeah. that um yeah we've done we've done really well and we've we've obviously had like the mad Bible stuff and that as well. Which and is, some has of this, been really like popular. you're getting a lot of submissions and stuff. Yeah, like yeah. So I've been reading some of them and they're yeah. really, really good. Um I, th- I think it's hard to say that they're very good. Well, like, but, but, you, know, I, again, you know, it's, it's amazing point. that it's, people are coming from uh, what I yeah. not mean as in like the content. Uh, yeah. What I mean is like it's amazing that you know people are taking the time yeah, to absolutely and, to and get, I, and I'm, come forward you know, there's one going to get announced um, tonight that Andy's going to take care of as well. Another blo- uh, blog submission and stuff. And, you know, these these are coming in from completely people, you know, all over the the spectrum. You know, some people are, are saying are quite happy to have their names. Some people aren't so happy to have their names on it and stuff. But what I'm delighted about is the fact that people are actually doing it because that's the yeah. whole point of the blog is that you want to know what, let's get as many people talking about this as humanly possible um, and just try and, use that catchphrase again break that stigma just like you want to know what let's talk about it because if we don't talk about it that's why the suicide rates are scary because people don't know that they've got somewhere to turn i know i didn't yeah. you know what i mean i had my, my family i had my, my friends and stuff and apart from andy i didn't really have anybody that i knew that had been through like a similar experience um obviously andy's man clubs and in, in going off this now but it wasn't at the time so i didn't really know where to turn to so i thought if i could maybe start something you know it will hopefully make a difference. Mm-hmm. See, see, in terms of like, um, I'm I'm going to sound like very ignorant to the fact, but I'm just being blatantly honest. In terms mm. of like, you see it all the time on like social media and stuff. To be fair, I'm not overly active in social media. If I'd actually force myself to be active in social media for the purposes of this podcast, um, because before I like I was just one of the most folks that was just like, nah, yeah, yeah, like yeah. But in terms of like when when I seen the hashtag like break the stigma and all this stuff and stigma stigma, you see it kicked a bit everywhere, like. I still don't understand what that stigma actually is. Because if one of my mates had came up to me and was just like, oh, I'm feeling really crap, I'm one of them folks that's just like, all right, let's talk about it. Yeah. Like, I, like, I didn't think anything of it. Just like, all right, let's chat yeah. about it. I so. think particularly in men, mm. you can't be seen to be a pussy. Yeah. Sorry for using the P word. But, you know, you know, it's not cool for men to be like, oh, I'm feeling really down, I'm feeling really low, because there's such a stigma that you know men have to be this they have to be that they've got to like football they've got to go to the pub they've got to yeah. talk about what they're doing with women all that sort of stuff yeah, see, it's son i've never i've never quite grasped because it's like that's pro i don't know if it's because i'm so far away from like that end of like socializing like i'm not like a big yeah. drinker and i wasn't really into football and stuff like yeah in our society all the things that would be like lad based is yeah. no something that like i was ever really a part of so i don't know if it's just because like so yeah, I'm a little like disconnected from that. Yeah, it could be a generation thing as well because obviously you're a bit younger than I am. I think a couple of years younger than I am at least. And I think that when I was growing up, it was booze, birds, football at the weekend. Uh, to yeah. be fair, that and, was and, exactly and, like my big brother and sister were like that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you know, at, like my Saturday nights before I was happily married would be 
kitties. I'd have been at the East Fife game <laughs> on the Saturday. Kitties. Yeah. Um, you know, but unfortunately, it was the days before Tinder, so you actually had to physically try and chat a girl You up. actually had to speak to people. Yeah, mate, honestly. Wow. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Very difficult, especially when you're no good looking. You know, I didn't have a a filter that I could put on my face (laughs) at that time. You know, I had to actually put the graft in. But, you know, I think, um, yeah, for me, there's there's that sort of machismo that you you can't talk about. And, you know, not just the stigma about men, but just mental health is, like I keep saying to you, you know, people, even in the past, when I've had people saying to me, oh, I'm depressed, I'm like, just cheer up. Do you know what? Like, that that was one of the biggest things that resonated with me because... Like, you know how when you said it, you know, it's, it's you've took that completely out of your mouth. Like, yeah. see, since reading your blog post, like the first one, I was like, oh my God. Like, it almost makes you feel like such a dick. Yeah. For like going, like forever even thinking that, yeah. if that makes sense. Because like, I, I would be, I would be lying if I never like said that, you know, if I heard someone going, or like, if, especially social media, you know, you see someone on social media and you can, they're obviously venting and they're obviously, you know like trying to reach out but my my first reaction not now but like yeah. my first reaction try and ice and get on with yeah yeah 100% yeah. or, or and, there's and a better avenue like, to go like when you, whenever you see a Facebook post you're like you might look at it and go why are you doing it on Facebook yeah yeah, yeah. And, and now I'm totally like second guessing all of that and I'm like why why did I even let myself get so like you judgmental know, yeah and also like Absolutely. if that happened to me you know and people said that to me then how would that make me feel do you know what I mean? Like I, I, I wouldn't even see you've always like, as long as I've known you, you've always been very analytical Yeah, and, and you'll always look at the fine, finer detail. But the, again, going back to the original blog post is people, it wasn't people that were maybe particularly like you. I was trying to read. It was more the sort of, Oh, let's, 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 let's yeah. sort of guys yeah. that you want to what? Like, yeah, your mate that comes to the pub with you on a Saturday and he looks like he's having a laugh, genuinely thought about killing himself. Mm-hmm. And it's more the, just try and pick up on these warning signs to pick up on these little things. Yeah. Because, you know, there's a, there's another um, site called You Okay Mate. Yeah, yeah. I've heard of that, yeah, yeah. So just, you're right. Yeah. Hmm. What I kind of feel, I mean, like, I mean, my experiences might be different and stuff. Like, feel free to correct me, but like, what I kind of like about like a group of lads in a way is like, even though, you know, you do kind of feel it hard to like talk about stuff like this but when especially for me and like my group of friends like even when i've had a tough time like you you know like for, in fact let's go back to sort of lad culture yeah you you say some of the worst things to your pals like you can, honestly see sitting in the it's pub funny though but you know like you say some of the worst stuff um to people that you, you're the closest to and, and it's about them in front of them do you know what i mean if you thought for any one minute that that was affecting them, you'd be the first person to turn around and go, mate, I'm so, so sorry. Yeah, absolutely. What can we do to, to sort of well, help? Well, that, that's you. Mm-hmm. And not, you've got to remember, not everyone's like you. Yeah. And not every friend group's like yours. And and that's the thing is, is I've been part of uh, friends groups where if you spoke about that, it would, you'd just be like, shut up, you pussy. Uh, yeah. And and I'll be honest with you, like I've, there's, there's some of my oldest friends in the world um, that, that like, literally since the blog in fact what my one of my oldest mates in the world um i was at his 30th in, in august and he came up to me and he was like you'll you'll notice i never i never commented on your blog or i've, I've not texted you that i was like okay really mm-hmm. yeah and i was like he's like i couldn't read that i was like well what, what do you mean he's like he's like, I, and with a tear in his eye i was like i can't think of you like that i'm sorry that's kind of strange. So, how did that sort of make you feel? Like, what was your thoughts on it? Um, 
Did you think bad of him or did you think like it was no, just not maybe at all. like a lack of understanding? Or? No, not at all. I think that, he, you know, he's like, I want you to feel that you could talk to me in the back of that. And I was like, well, what you're kind of saying then, you're kind of counteracting what you're saying because you've not actually read it. Hmm. So I think, you know, I absolutely love the guy to death. I, I genuinely adore him as a human, but he's, he's, guys aren't good at talking about the emotional side of things, yeah. how we're really feeling. Mm-hmm. And and again, it's coming back to that, that the point about the blog and stuff. So even though I wrote the blog, he he's like, I had to get my missus to read it just to make sure that you were okay. Wow. So you never know how it's going to affect some people. And 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 by the way, you know, on the back of the blog, the, the amount of people that that look at you different, I'd be lying if I said that that hasn't happened. Yeah. yeah. You know, people kind of treating you like, kids. like in a bad way or a good way or like <laughs> or trying to like try to tiptoe around you is that kind of thing yeah, like oh yeah, he's quite sensitive like Ooh. yeah there's, there's, there's a bit of that you know like if I touch him he'll just break yeah exactly <laughs> well, I better not call him fat boy anymore maybe I'm trying to top himself you know like that's oh, that, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's you know and, and I know that's a very cutting thing to say but that's <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, that's how so, it feels at times yeah no definitely you know what I mean whereas I'm like look, don't treat me any differently yeah. It's nothing to do with you, the way that I've been feeling. That's just, you know, dead depression is a chemical imbalance. Yeah, it's, it's as simple as that. It's nothing that, that you could do or I could do. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, you know, I've I've got a member of my family that goes, "How are you?" And I'm like, "Oh, fine." She goes, "And how are you really?" Oh, really? Is that off every, the back of every like the blog, time? Every time, and our heart is one hundred percent in the right place, and I really know that. But if I tell you I'm good, I'm good. You know, I'm I'm in the place now where. I've put the blog out there. And you're I've been, honest I've been very now. honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, if I tell you I'm good, I'm good. If I tell you I'm not good, I'll talk to you about it because I'm, there's no point in me trying to break the stigma and bottling it, is there? Yeah, there's, yeah. There's, that would be very counterintuitive. If I want to talk, if I'm, I, I don't want to break the stigma and I want to talk about this and try and get more people talking about it for really me to bottle it up actually, is, yeah. is really counterproductive. Mm-hmm. So I think, um, yeah, I think that it'll just take time for people to not look at me different mm-hmm. or not, think less of me which at yeah. times i do feel like again it's going back to that kid glove thing you know people like be careful you might break you know it's, like, I, it's I was, almost like it's not how we're talking about the generational thing yeah yeah it's like almost like they're trying to adjust the way they're thinking as well a, a because they've, the they've thought the same thing yeah for so many years that they're having yeah. to like readjust the way they think about a certain thing do you know yeah. what i mean so like it's like if some somebody went you know this is a banana this banana is yellow and yeah. then one day it was like blue and you're yeah. like that banana. But you, you in your head, you're like, nah, fucking bananas were yellow. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's like having to readjust that. I think one of the, this will be a, an interesting point for you, but one of the, the people that is, I'll probably think would probably have found how I was feeling the most difficult with my dad. And again, mm-hmm. I've got a very, very good relationship with my dad. And, but my dad, I wouldn't say is a, a talker, mm-hmm. you know, it is, it, a, a great human really really funny and you know a lot like me in a lot of ways but he'll just say how are you and i'll be like all right i'm like cool Aye. yeah you know what i mean whereas that's quite common with dad so like, yeah I kind of yeah. Feel like, yeah. And, yeah but you know if there's one thing i'm so thankful for is he has not changed that at all <laughs> like he's like he's not tried to overcompensate yeah. You know what I mean? He's not, tr- and and that's honestly one of the best things because I'm just like, thank you for not treating me like I'm gonna burst into flames at any minute. Uh, <laughs> burst into yeah, flames. yeah, like spontaneously combust. <laughs> um, you know, like don't worry, like you can just 
say how am I and talk about the football, talk about the boxing, talk about the darts, all that sort of stuff. That that's what I want to be talking about. Essentially, you, you are still you. Like there's, yeah, absolutely. There's literally nothing's changed. No, absolutely not. You know, I'm st- I'm still the same wido that I've always been. But <laughs> yeah. I think you know, and if I'm looking at that, I'm I'm really really thankful for that. That you know, and in, in terms of the people that. Are, are immediately close to me, like my wife, my my parents, my in-laws, you know, that sort of stuff. Um, you know, they haven't really changed that, but I, I am very, very hyper aware of how the, the, the wider circle of people are, have changed. Yeah, it's interesting. This this may sound like a very weird question, but it's like some, this is like the kind of way that I always think about things in, in certain kind of ways. And it's probably due to like past experiences when other people have sort of like, like come out and mm-hmm. like say that they had issues and stuff. But like sometimes it seems like it makes people around them feel like they can't talk because all the attention's on one person. Like, so for example, you obviously came out like and said to your wife about it, but like if your wife was suffering from something at the same time as you, she wouldn't want to burden you with like, I'm just speculating. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. But like, have you had anyone or do you think that's something that happens very often? Like someone else is battling the same thing as you, but then like you come out and then the other person feels like, oh, I can't now. They then recede even more in the shadows. Because they try to support you as opposed to yeah. you wanting to help them. That was a really good question. Um, it's a it's a very difficult one, and it's very hard to like think about in a yeah. sense because you can't ever really know because you're in position yourself. You, no one ever knows how you feel. You yeah. can't ever really know how they feel. But that's kind of the way that I always like sort of assess things in in a sense. I would say, and obviously I can't speak for everybody. No, of course, of course. For, for me, um, I've actually, I would actually probably say that. Since my blog, <laughs> yeah, I thought Sorry. I had that. Um, <laughs> since my blog, I would probably say more people have come to me and said, "Yeah, me too. Yeah, mm. me too. Yeah, me too." So, so, you kind of feel it's like you know it takes one for the rest to follow. If that makes sense, um, no, because I don't want to sound like a leader. That's not what I'm trying to be. But, no, no, but no. What no. I would probably say is, is you know, the amount of private messages that I had on Facebook the night of the blog, I got something like thirty-two. Wow. Yeah, if people. Don't get me wrong. Some people generally just showing support and asking how I am and all that sort of stuff, which was amazing because at the times when I didn't feel like I was worth anything, to have all these people that showed that they cared was unbelievably supportive. And and to be honest, it was a, a, another big catalyst in how I changed my mindset. But um, for me, I would probably say there was more people that said, "You want know, to well, I've I've been struggling." It sort of encouraged them to come forward yeah. more. Then, yeah, I think because, you know, if, if we go back to Andrew's statement earlier on, that you're the last person that yeah. I thought would have that, it was maybe, I hate I hate how I'm going to sound here, but it was maybe a catalyst for some people go, well, if, if that's how Lee's been feeling and he's so happy-go-lucky, then, you know. Maybe I'm feeling the same. Yeah. Like, it makes them, at least, even if they're not suffering from um, something like that or as severe as that, it makes yeah. them, like, sort of take a step back and assess yeah. their position, at least. Absolutely. Um, on that front. And that's, uh, so it's, it's, it was a difficult question. Like, yeah. You, you answered Could it Could have given me that one in advance, maybe. <laughs> 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 Apologies. Apologies. Yeah, could, could have been a scripted one. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is, it, is, it is such, like, a like like a difficult thing, and especially when it comes to, like, for example, if it is, like, your close group of, like, group of pals or, like, someone who's and like in, in your family and um, yeah. I've had two people uh, very close to me that, that's had similar issues uh, one we've had both of them actually ended up having to take like, medication and things like that for yeah, quite yeah. a prolonged period of time um, but eventually they managed to get themselves out of that place but I was yeah. even though one was like really close to me like severely it was it was so difficult to just go but, but, but you're fine like always yeah. always and still to this day 
Um, I don't know if it's just because like I, I look up to her so much and I'm just like you're you're such a strong person, but I, I was always just like, but you, but you're 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 getting through it, like you're fine. Yeah. And it was just so difficult to just like understand the sort of position or how it feels because yeah. and I still don't understand how how it feels or how it could feel to to be in that position and and hopefully I never do, but. It was just such a difficult thing to like sort of grasp, and I, I still look at it and I look back and I go, "Yeah, how? I, th- I think the thing Why? is, is when when you love someone so much, there's there's that sort of thing where you maybe don't want to admit it to it's yourself. Like a disbelief, yeah, yeah, because she'll probably kill me for saying this, but <laughs> my mum, I think, would probably admit now that she was like, "No, no, you're not depressed, you're not depressed, you're not depressed. No, 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 no," because I don't think she wanted to admit to herself. Well, now, yeah, you know um, what I mean that that I wasn't okay and yeah. that I was struggling. Um, she, I, I think she would probably say that, you know. It's probably she, just like a mum sort of like, I just yeah. want to hug you and everything will be okay type yeah. thing. I, I'm an only child as well. Yeah. So I think that for my mum, you know. It'd be tough to take. I think that my mum probably even still blames herself, no matter how much time she could say, this is not your fault. And if you're listening, mum, this is not your fault. Um, <laughs> you're a legend, mum. Yeah, exactly. Love you, mummy. Um, I'm still your little Power Ranger. What colour are you though? Always the White Ranger. Right, right. But I guess dirty. Yeah. I'll wait to be fair. Bold two and one's got you covered. That. <laughs> Either that or Daz if you watch Condition. Vanish. <laughs> always the White Ranger. You know, I always wanted to be Tommy. The, do you remember he had the like the knife thing that then turned into the flute? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> got that for Christmas. Best Christmas ever, by the way. Honestly. Thanks, yeah. Mum. Yeah. Ex- again, I used to have one of the, like, the Red Power Ranger guns oh. uh, with the, the laser thing at the top with the crystal. Yeah, yeah oh. but that, that, mate, that's, that's not Mighty Morphin Power Ranger. This, this, this point's going way off here, but you know, I'll need to educate you on the real Power Rangers none of so this well, like Ninja I, was, I caught the tail end of the Power Rangers do you know what I mean like when they were sort of starting ha, to sort of die down ciao. Yeah. Aye. Ciao. <laughs> I, I always thought it was weird that like an alien would just randomly turn up in like an industrial estate somewhere and all of a sudden it would be in a gigantic machine that came yeah. out just nowhere and I just never got it you know we were, we were depressed when this was going on you know, there was a lot of uh, major plot holes in that, but it was great because, <laughs> see, growing up, um, I used to always play Power Rangers with my, my cousin Gareth. Bye. Yeah, <laughs> but, you know, um, Gareth's now very happily married to his partner, Graham, but he always wanted to be the Pink Ranger, and it was great because normally with my other friends, I had to, like, really fight to be the White Ranger, and Gareth's like, I'll be Kimberly, and he was in cartwheels around the garden and stuff. <laughs> it was brilliant. And it was so good because at, at his wedding, his dad actually mentioned that in the speech. Absolutely. Yeah, it was, and you, it was, and you were like this. I was like... <sighs> Hand, hand on heart. <laughs> Thank you. Legend. Thank you. Anyway, probably edit that bit out. But <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh no. You've obviously not yeah. <laughs> you've not heard their podcast. Love you, Gareth. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's go on to the next question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where to go for Power Rangers, but um, yeah. so I like kind of like line it up. Everyone's getting a bit better in terms of like your journey. You've Absolutely. like you've got your story out there. You're starting your recovery. Yeah. Obviously, it isn't an instant recovery. You started to get into exercise, things yeah. like that. Um, I wouldn't say that the exercise, especially from like experience, like working in that industry and studying that industry, exercise alone isn't like a cure for it, but definitely does help. Yeah. Did you get into exercise straight after, or like what was like your starting journey did you talk for a long time go all these treatments and then and then get into that and what really no, it, it was started to help it was fairly quick um so went to the doctor um and he gave, gave me some medication and stuff and i was like look what else can i be doing um and she very mm. rightly pointed out that i was pretty overweight um 
she's like, look, go out for a walk, try and get some exercise, just try and, you know, do things that are maybe going to yeah. take you out of your bubble that you're in. So I was like, right, okay. Um, Did you feel quite self-conscious? Like when you, when you realized that you were like in this state of mind, and you were starting to come out of that state of mind, did you then start to look at yourself in a different light as opposed to looking at yourself and hating yourself? You're looking at yourself no, and feeling self-conscious. I, I, I still hate myself. Right. And that's that's something that I really need to deal with is like falling back and loving myself again, if you want to call it that. Mm. But I think I'd, I'd, I was just at a point where I was like, right, okay, what can I do to to make myself feel a little bit better? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and you know, there's not any pill that's a medical cure. There's not anything that's going to be a medical cure. I just need to try and... Top yourself back up again. Yeah, think. absolutely. And I think for me, you know, I, I needed something that that was a release that wasn't just playing my Xbox. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I needed to do something that Aye. got me out of the house and just have a bit of time myself. So uh, I started that Couch to 5K app. I was just a bit like, you want to know what? I've always wanted to do a 5K or a 10K and, and, and go out and be able to just run. Um, just for banter. Because why not? Because <laughs> why not, mate? Absolutely. Exactly. So I thought, you want to know what? I would love to feel physically fit. You know, I played football to um, a, a sort of decent-ish level when I was younger. And, um, you know, I, I remember how amazing it was to just be able to run and run yeah. and run. Yeah, and, 100%. you know, it's been a long time since I've been able to do that. So I thought, you want to know what? I'm, I'm really going to give this a good go. So I did the, the Couch to 5K app um, and just completed it last week. Well um, done, wow. Was a, Say it. it was grueling. Um, <laughs> absolutely grueling. Um, Rewarding, no? Uh, yeah. Do you want to know what? Um completing that was genuinely one of the best I've felt this year because it was a bit like if I'd thought in January if somebody tapped me and went you'll run a 5k by the end of the year I'd have laughed them at the room mm-hmm. you know I mean literally I'd have went right then mate jog on literally um, <laughs> you know shut the door behind you yeah exactly <laughs> um, you know I, I wanted to give myself something that I could be proud of an achievement and you know what I, I think I did I've not managed the 5k in under 30 minutes yet but i did 4k in 27 mm-hmm. so i mean 26 that, i think was it tw- I, I was yeah just under yeah, 27 yeah. so you know i was like Paul, paul's paul's got following you in strava that's what he's doing <laughs> do you, well, do you know just, what? i just walked past his leash right in the way <laughs> yes, exactly. he's just following your room going off yeah. do you know what? On, on a serious point though like i mean as you know i've i've recently you know got back into running from yeah. You know, I, I I used to run like before I moved, and it's been a while. Obviously, there's loads of contributing factors. I'm not saying like I was like, yeah, Lee's running. I'm gonna run now. Yeah, you know I mean, there's, there was loads of contributing. No, factors, no, no, that's exactly it. That's exactly it, Lee. <laughs> no, but you, you know, like you know, tracking your sort of journey and like seeing your posts and reading about them, yeah. and, you know, all that sort of thing. That was one of the contributing factors that I was like, do you know what? I'm gonna go outside and I'm gonna I'm gonna get <laughs> that, that factor could do it. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what, like, and and I was, I'm purely just coming at it from a basis of like, I just want to feel a wee bit better. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, I mean, we, we, we're really, really busy doing the podcast. Obviously, you know, I work like full time as well. So I was just like, I just need something that just refocuses my energy. And that's just for head. me. Yeah. It's just for me. 100%. And do you want to know what, in particular, you know, you've got a, a beautiful missus and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Just like me, you, you come home and you're like, right. Okay. I've, I've made the kids tea. I've bath her I've put her to bed yeah yeah and then I've got to tidy up now right I've got to do this I've got to do that and Rachel I do do this at times like I, it's not all just you um, so I just I needed to find something that I like I need something for me yeah. if it's an hour if it's 45 minutes if it's half an hour just chuck the tunes on and just, just go boom yeah um, and just um, and instead of plugging myself into FIFA something that was a massive trigger for me because I got beat all the time um, <laughs> how, many, how many controllers have been smashed over the years 
no controllers. Um, but I did um, I, I put a projector in my, my spare room. Oh, no. And I smashed the controller um, oh. for the projector. Oh, and I had to God. buy a universal one. Jesus. Universal controllers, that's just that's yeah, not the way it goes. <laughs> it, it definitely isn't. But, you know, um, I've actually never admitted that to anybody. Else, so, oh, well. <laughs> Again. We might we might bleep that bit out, yeah. Paul. Yeah, it's yeah, an exclusive please. on Mind the Gap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you had to hear Sorry, mom. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that that's I've, only that I broke. So I just wanted to do something that was a bit for me and yeah. and just get that little bit. Do you want to know what? Like you see the amount of people that talk about a runner's high. Hundred percent. I can honestly, real, yeah. And I used to think bullshit. Yeah. No such thing as a runner's high. And if you run for fun, you're just a weirdo. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> nobody finds exercise fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But until I really, it's it was not like, fun at the time, but it's fun when you look back. Yeah. When I look back again, you know, one of the first runs that I'd done, I posted that the other day. I don't mm. know if you've seen it. It took me something like fifty-six minutes to run four k. You know what I mean? And I was like, you know, I've 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 pretty much half that. Well more than half that yeah. now from where I started and it's just that you want to what it's just setting yourself little goals little obstacles to overcome and, and the gym's been amazing for that it's been really good it's been one of the, I would probably say everything that I've done more than the doctors more than anything else it's been the biggest thing for me changing my mindset yeah. and just mm. try to like myself again you yeah. know I want yeah. to look in my mirror and go do you want to know what you're a good looking lad, like. <laughs> you ready to go to the pub again get on the graft oh wait I've got a wife it's not a magic mirror like, but... <laughs> so Obviously, you took up the gym and, you know, put a lot of focus into that. Yeah, you know, yeah. Obviously, we, we talked about, like, tracking your, your story and, you know, yeah. tracking your progress, rather. What led you to go into, like, events? Like, what made you put yourself through 26 miles? Um, my boss. Who <laughs> 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 then, women, didn't end up doing it in the end. <laughs> um, so, Charlotte, if you're listening, I'll hold you solely responsible for, <laughs> for the blisters that I got. So, you know... Um, good friends of mine at work um, Ali and Andy had done it the year before Morgan had done it the year before and they talked about what a good experience it was and I was a bit like there's no danger you're ever going to get yeah, yeah. Like, and you know they asked me to do it last year I was like oh they're <laughs> laughing now <laughs> oh, big time they're laughing now. and they're laughing as I was hobbling along that last mile but you know I was just a bit like you want to know what I could, I could try and do something good here mm-hmm. and you know really use this as an opportunity to shout about mad lads and, and, and try and generate some interest as well as raising some money for yeah. a good charity so um Charlotte's like well why didn't you kill walk with us I was like all right okay I'll just do the wee 13 mile one <laughs> I'll meet you that way <laughs> even 13 mile scales me by the way like <laughs> you don't think about how long it's 25 long. miles is yeah and I, I I checked this right so it's like walking from Michael Woods and going off this yeah. to the overgate in Dundee that's a long way uh, I know. Now, the face that you've made is the face that I made the night before when I Googled that and was like, <laughs> what have I done? Like, seriously. Wait, so you, you, you didn't that? Like, I you just did 26 at miles that? and I, I didn't do any training for it. I was like, it's just going for Driving a walk. 26 yeah. miles is easy, so walking will be like, fine. Yeah, I'm like, so 26, come on, mate, it's a walk. You're not running a marathon. You're walking right. it. Like, did you run any of it? Like, I'm curious. I, I ran, like, across the finish line just to be like, <laughs> oh, my God, someone catch me. Someone give me a beer, please. Um, so I just, I, I think that Again, it was one of those little tick box things for me. Yeah, like, yeah. I've achieved that. You've done it. I've done yeah. it. Tick. Um, and I gave you my souvenir t-shirt. So there you go. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> thank you, by the way. <laughs> so I think, you know, I just wanted to raise some money. I, you know, I've, I've raised some money for charity in the past. How much did you raise again? Sorry. Um, so I think it was about £750 wow. by me. But then one of the 
organizers of the kilt walk gave you a sort of percentage of donation so it took me to just over a grand so well done. Um, well done. i was i was really really pleased with that i got some amazing 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 support from people i'd never even met before mm. um you know one of the biggest sponsors i got was even though i'm bald i do go to the barber and get my, my beard <laughs> and stuff done but um one of the barbers and leslie gave me a, a 50 quid donation and i'm just like that's you know, it's, it's nuts that you know it's, Again, for me, it just it realigns that. And on the days that I don't feel great, I could look, I could still look at those donations and all the lovely messages and stuff that I got. And went, you know, I do have a really good network of people around me. So, mm-hmm. one one question, and it's it's, it's quite a again. This would be like a might be a difficult question. I think I prefer answer. Paul's questions. Can we stick? <laughs> sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It'll but a little bit easier to answer. <laughs> but th- this... I'm a simple guy. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> uh, this this is a question that, that's maybe if if people are considering going to the GP and stuff and they're a bit apprehensive about getting medication and things like um I don't know if if you're maybe still taking them or when you were taking them like how did they affect you and did they help as as is it something that if you do get offered that alongside exercise from like say like a GP mm-hmm. to get help is it something that you would say to someone like really consider it because it might it might basically just save your life in a sense or is it something that's like be skeptical or i think that that's a it's down to you as an individual mm-hmm. so i i'm still taking medication mm-hmm. although i'm 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 better I, if i don't take it i do feel the difference yeah. i don't I, and i believe me there's nothing more i want than to, to not be taking medication but yeah. I, i'm still in a place where i need it it's still a, um, it's still a, it's, it's not a fast fix it's a long no, journey type no I've, for me it's a, it's a marathon not a sprint hey um, <laughs> back to that kilt walk you like that hopefully uh, no, listen, love yeah, this. Uh, exactly it's a, it's a 25.2 mile walk um so i think that it's, it's down to you as an individual and I would never say to anybody don't take medication I would never mm. say anybody to take medication just basically have an open mind about it speak to your yeah. GP and let your GP decide and um, yeah that's a big part so basically if if you want to read my blog it's, it's on the mad lads page it's pinned to the top and i, I touch a bit about um the medication that i took so it's what the americans call prozac or, flu, yeah, yeah. or fluoxetine yeah. Yeah. um so but originally they started with something which was called metrazepine um mm. because i wasn't sleeping um although i was absolutely exhausted so is that but, to help you get yeah, to sleep? yeah yeah so you took it about an hour before you went to bed and right. honestly like it was amazing the fact that I was sleeping, but the the feeling the next day was the Quite almost sluggish. like a hangover type of thing. I wouldn't say it was like a hangover. I would say it turned me into like a zombie. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it was like the lights were on, but there was nobody home. Yeah. So I was at work and I mean, every lunchtime <laughs> at work, I was sleeping. Really? That's nuts. Yeah. Um, I couldn't keep my eyes open. And I was, I was got to the point where I was like to my wife, I'm like, you're going to have to drive me to work because I don't feel okay to drive. Uh, wow. um, and, you know, the, don't get me wrong, the, the doctor was absolutely right to put me on those medication, uh, that medication to begin with because it, it managed to balance me out and get me in a sleeping pattern again, which yeah. was brilliant. Um, but the change in the medication was one of the biggest things for me. Um, but like one of the worst things about the, the, the metrazepine um, was like literally you couldn't have a beer. Like if, oh. if we went to a wedding, it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. It's not a good thing either. <laughs> <laughs> if you like a pint as much as I do, um, but you know, like for example, we're at a wedding, and uh, it was my cousin Gareth who I mentioned earlier. Yeah. I fell asleep at the table, <laughs> like literally head big Z's on the table because I'm I'd curious had like how, many, how many pictures were they taking balance and stuff on their head and that. <laughs> I, I don't want to know. 
Um, the, the, it, honestly, I've, I've massively curtailed the drinking since <laughs> um, being on the medication because see the anxiety the next day is ridiculous. Mm, yeah. you, you already get beer fear, but imagine that when you have anxiety. It's yeah. even worse. <laughs> um, and, and honestly, like people were like trying to tell me what like I'd done and, and how I'd been and that. I was like, no, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's just not talk about that. <laughs> so no, I would never... I would never discourage anybody. In fact, I would actively encourage people to speak to their GP, but let their GP guide Decide, them. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Look, if anybody wants to speak to me about my experience, and by all means get in touch, and I, mm-hmm. I could tell you how it how it made me feel. But I think that it is completely a unique situation. Yeah. Is yeah, because you'll get people that are on a lot stronger medication than what I'm on that really really need it. But you'll get some people that it depends on your mindset. Of yeah, policy. I've actually just I've I've just thought of a question. Um, Ooh, you get a poll question this time. Everybody be buzzing. You better be excited. Miller bonus. <laughs> but like this one's worth ten points. This, this is the sort of thing that that I would I would want to ask somebody if oh, I no. was in that position. If that what? makes sense, right? So you you go to speak to a GP now. I'm terrible for getting a doctor's appointment as it is. See if I'm not well. My mum's like, you need to speak to the doctor. I'm like. <sighs> I'm not dead yet, so I'm, I'm, I'm doing all right. Already googled my symptoms. <laughs> I know. Be all right. like, <laughs> how long's your foot been so for, Paul? <laughs> uh, well, there you go. I've honestly, I've had a sore foot for six months. I've been to the doctors once. They said they were going to refer me. They never did. I've never chased up because I can't be bothered. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's terrible. That but... is that is you in <laughs> a nutshell. Uh, uh, that's that's so funny. Absolute hundred percent. Yeah. But like, my question would be like, you know, like, how would you go about getting in touch with a GP about that? Like, what, like. What would you phone up and say, for example? Can I get an appointment, please? <laughs> One, but That'd like, be a good place you know, to start. <laughs> you know, like, I know, again, this sounds so stupid, yeah. but like, if I was in that position, I would all, all, probably be doubting, me knowing myself, I'd be doubting myself. I'd be like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm I'm scared to say something wrong. I, I don't know how to go about it. I don't know. You know like, how do you, how do you broach that situation? I, when I phoned for the appointment, they ask you what it's for and i just say yeah. look i'm i'm struggling um, yeah. and i think that i need help yeah and if you don't want to say that because i think for me i was very scared to say the d word i didn't even like saying depression that's out loud. kind of where i was sort of, you know what i mean i didn't yeah. i didn't want to even admit it to myself at times mm-hmm. but i was just like i'm just struggling i need a bit of help that's and just it, as simple as that it's as simple as that um, if you don't feel confident, you've got a loved one, let them make the appointment for you. Um, yeah. Or um, now I'm I'm registered with my GP for their app, um, patient access, I think it's called. So I yeah. could actually just go and make an appointment from the app. Oh, cool. So if you if you don't maybe even feel comfortable talking to the receptionist or stuff, you can just go and <clears> get your, um, you can get a sheet, fill in the sheet, they'll register you for the <coughs> app there and then. Um, and then you could make your appointments remotely. So if you're not ready to make that first step in making the call, you could always just do it digitally. Yeah. Uh, that's, there is, that's helpful there is always like the NHS like helplines as well NHS 24 as well just in case you're yeah. listening and you're like oh, I need to phone somebody there's yeah. always those and NHS 24 are brilliant by the way yeah NHS 24 are really good but um, I touched on Mood Cafe earlier on as well that, that was a really good starting point for me just for probably coming to terms with everything in terms of how I was feeling and stuff and just be like right okay I think I know what this is mm-hmm. What's what's the like? Obviously, you all have had people like tell you stories and stuff, and like without naming names, if you're comfortable to say so. What's like the most heart like breaking story or like heartfelt story of someone's like admitted to you about their like theirs? Like, what was the the biggest thing that resonated with you, and like how did it make you feel that they then reached out to you and like sort of like you were the one that, that, that provoked them to admit that type thing or bring if, it? Out? If you have a look at the the Mad Lads page, um, 
you know that I'll, I'll I'll name him because he he did he said that he wasn't bothered about anonymity. He was a guy called Chris Bust. Mm. Um, I've known Chris for for years. His wife and uh, my wife are friends. Um, and his post was literally the hardest thing I've ever read in my life. It was so difficult. The, the guys had such a tough life. Um, he openly talks about how he's tried to commit suicide, how he was abused pretty badly as a child and all that sort of stuff. Um, that was very hard to read and I would be lying if I said I didn't have a tear in my eye when I read it. Um, but I would I would definitely um, encourage people to, to read it. It sort of put me in mind, I don't know if you're into your literature or whatever, but there was a book years ago by a guy called Dave Peltzer. It was called A Child Called It. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know his like mum made him drink bleach and all that sort of stuff and it just really really put me in mind so of that I just that just sounded like Gypsy Rose have you heard of her? no her mum tried to convince her that she had all these things wrong with her oh no there's a TV series yeah, about that yeah, it was on yeah. Amazon Prime wasn't it? yeah oh, was it yeah. Locker in a Room or something? I, I think so. I can't remember. Oh, I don't know. Maybe if, maybe you've, if you've never own. read a child called it, you'll probably be able to pick it up very cheaply. My, now. my mum read that book. She was crying when she read that. Yeah, it's, it, it was it was the first in that 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 real sort of theme that then came out that everybody was writing a book about it. But mm-hmm. um, Chris Chris's post was very harrowing. Um, and you want to know what? Like as much as it was difficult for me to read, I was so proud of him because he, he got in touch with me fairly quickly after the blog actually and he was like look me I've, I've been having issues and it was him that recommended to me to go to Andy's Man Club it was in Dunfermline at the time I wasn't quite ready at that point to to go and do that whole face to face thing but um, Chris Chris is I was so proud of him because that that could not have been easy to write mm-hmm. and my, my, my blog was hard for me to write for, for what he he's written about it's took long, an, like- it's, it's long but it, it took an unbelievable amount of guts yeah, and I'm unbelievably proud of him for that. I was, mm. um, if if your listeners want to to read it, um, I would actively encourage them to do so. And it was actually oh, yeah. one we'll, of the, we'll be linking all your stuff, yeah, um, in um, the description and all that sort of stuff. So you know where you find you. One of the biggest um, viewed items on the page so far. Yeah, that's nuts. Like, and did did he say that did he when when it, after he wrote it and stuff? Did he reach out to you and say that it helped him in any way? Like, what was his sort of like like thoughts to you after he had done that? Or did he just leave um, it after he led after he sent me the blog? Yeah, so after the blog went up, like, mm-hmm. and you had conversations after the fact, did you just sort of like go like go about business as usual, or did, did you so talk about it briefly and like I, what did he say when he sent me the blog? I was, I was very taken aback by it. He told me he was going to do it, but he'd been telling me he was going to do it for a week. So I wasn't sure when he was going to be ready to do it. But yeah. then boom, one night I woke up in the, in the morning and it was it was in my inbox. So he'd obviously been writing it during the night or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I said to him, look, Chris, this is a lot of really personal stuff. It's a lot of really deep stuff. I'm going to sit on this for a day and make sure that you're fully comfortable with this being released because when it's out there, you can't take it back. Nah. Yeah. And you can't change it again, having been through that sort of, people looking at you you're like you're a fruitcake i just say that's 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 very thoughtful of you to have like done that so you know i I care about the guy you know and and, and anybody that gives me the blog i I make sure that they are fully confident particularly if they're putting their name to you know that once they realize it's out there it's out there you know i'll take it down if that's me take it down no problem but some people have already read it so you've got to make sure that you're definitely in the right mindset and you're not just doing it in a you know, off the, part of the moment type yeah, thing. absolutely, mate. So, um, he was like, "Look, he was like, I've been thinking about this for a long time. You know that I, I really want it to go out." And I'm like, "Well, are you sure that you want to put your name on it? Do you want to start it putting out as an anonymous post? See the reaction, then we can credit you for it." Absolutely. Thing, yeah. Um, he's like, "No, he's like, I think it's about time that that people know 
So um, I was like, right, okay. So I, I left it um, for the rest of the day and I was like, are you sure? He's like, 100%. He's like, let's do it. Um, and the, the outcry of support and stuff that he's, he's had um, has been pretty strong, I think. So um, I've, I've only actually briefly seen him once since then. Um, I've sent him a couple of messages back and forth and stuff. But I think that it was probably like that same tenants create yeah, moving yeah. feeling and you know i think you know there's the people commenting on there like i had no idea blah 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 blah. Mm. um so hopefully i'll help give him a wee bit more of a support network and again just put that sort of in a perspective for him that he does have people that he could turn to yeah i think i think one of the reasons why people would think like oh i didn't expect you to be like is because like that's not his life and just likewise that's not your life yeah like there is so much more to like the people who do put these stories out there absolutely it's not that's that's just one part it's a very deep part and it's something that like requires a lot of explanation a lot of like thought and obviously like you put it on the paper and it's a lot of words but like people then read that and go oh that's you and that's i think that's maybe where like that sort of comes from it's that personal touch um but for example like one of the people that i always sort of think about is the rock Mm. you look at the rock you'd be like big Dwayne, big d wayne like the guys got everything he's a tank everything everything You know, I bet he's got a 10-inch chopper as well. I bet that guy has absolutely everything, right? And he actively talks about, you know, that he's depressed. And I'm like, if the fucking rock could be depressed, then it's certainly all right for me yeah, to be depressed, yeah, you know what I mean? So, um, Especially you know, with a 10-inch chopper. Uh, exactly. <laughs> it's but, it's even like people like Tavessa Stallone, he he's voices opinion yeah, quite absolutely. a lot. absolutely. And you want to know what? It's great to see more celebrities coming out and being like, you know, that these are the things that I've felt and all that sort of stuff. And it goes a long way in terms of, making a difference mm-hmm. and and that's again you know the blogs the mad bible posts and stuff that's it's all things that i feel could just marginal gains just yeah. little yeah, little, yeah, little things you know that if we could get these things out there i mean i think that the mad bible post that's come out tonight will be six or seven in the mm-hmm. space of three months so we're, we're getting there and it's getting traction and more people can get to talk about it then win-win yeah, yeah. and and another thing as well i know that this isn't why you do it 100 because i know yeah. you but does it not feel great in a way that, that you're you've got this off the ground and it's just it's, Start you know, it's movement. You know, you've you just you had this idea one one day like you and your mate and you've you've went and built this thing and you're you're now on the sort of like on the way to helping like so many people. Do you know what I mean? Does that not feel amazing? No. No? No. Um I was not like, expecting that no, answer. Like, curveball, curveball. Yeah. Like I said, I know that that's why, you, I know I think, that you never done it with that yeah, intention. I think where my anxiety lies with it is that I don't want people thinking this, oh, look at me, look at me. It's, it's not what it's not about. Like a popularity it's, no, thing, it's yeah. not. I mean, I've, I got offered an interview with STV and I turned it down. Um, I, I just, I, I, I didn't quite, I don't want to be ramming it down people's throats. I want yeah. it to be a, like, like a sort of raw like type this yeah, is it you just c- come, you to can come to me if you want to come to me but, but I'm, not, not I'm not gonna I, yeah. i'm not at the stage yet because i'm not fully recovered yet mm-hmm. as well yeah. and i think that that's what I, I need to remember i took a break from the page last week because although, although i was on holiday and stuff you know i had i said to andy look man i need you to just look after things for a week and i'd, I'd had a, a wee bit of a dip and i was like i just need to get myself back to where so I are you the main stuff. driver of the page then you i would do. probably say that i'm the main driver of the page um and he's very very busy he's a works yeah. in car sales Aye. he wrestles he's just opened a wrestling school and went off his five pro wrestling asylum yeah so get, we, cool. get, get we plug in there yeah, for yeah. him as well um you know so he's he's got a pretty full plate and he helps him out when he can um mm. and 
you know, I had to say to him, look, could you just look at, look after things last week? So um, I can't feel good about it at the moment, but it's something that I'm hoping to look back on when I feel 100% You've better. achieved something. You want know, to know yeah. what? Yeah. Um, you know, for me, the, the biggest thing that I've achieved so far um, this year is obviously the weight loss and, and just trying to get myself better. But the, the page... Am I happy with where it's at just now? Yeah, um, mm. as a as a sort of condensed answer. But I, I'm I'm too scared to try and yeah say oh I'm, look at me I'm so happy. Like, yeah, I kind of know what you mean. It's, um, it's not me as a person. Yeah, I that's so out of why I was yeah. like I know that you're not doing it for the like a hundred percent know that you're not doing it for the fucking like recognition or yeah. anything like that, and you're not doing it to you know try and make a big thing out yeah. of it. And, like that's kind of where I was angling at. So like yeah. that, you you know, I, you kind of you answered it in that, like a roundabout way, but in, entirely the way that I expected you to answer it. If that makes sense, <laughs> is that how predictable yeah. I am? Yeah. <laughs> no, like, don't get me wrong. I, I think that the premise of the of the page and stuff is great, and if I could get make it work, then I will. I think in time be able to reflect on it and and feel really proud about it. You know, my mom says to me all the time, like, "Look what you've done. It's amazing." And mm. I'll go, "Yeah," but. I kind of don't really believe it. Um, yeah. You know, there's there's a, a theory about something which is called imposter syndrome. I don't know if you've ever we, heard of We this. were chatting about that. Oh, we were um, actually. This we, is that, weird. That's yeah. really weird that you've brought that up. We yeah. had that conversation three days ago yeah. or something like that. Um, yeah. So many coincidences between you two. It's yeah. just too strange. Can I, I'll just leave. Yeah. <laughs> we're actually holding hands on this. <laughs> <laughs> Holding toesies. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, the, the, the concept for, for the people that don't know about it is, you know, I've been very, very lucky in terms of I've had a very successful career and I've always done very well and I'm good at what I do and stuff and people say to me all the time oh you're amazing at this you're, you're so good at that and I go yeah but I never actually really believe it I, I keep I keep yeah. waiting for it all to come crashing down and yeah. people see through me that I'm this sort of cape crusader and that I'm just <laughs> you know I've been blagging it the you know the entire seven years I've been I'm with upset, the company yeah. I've been with you know I'm at a stage now where I'm slowly de- actually developing a bit of confidence that I could actually say no that's actually me that's doing yeah, this but upset. it's you know, I'm not re- really at that stage to fully own it yet. I wouldn't say it's lucky. You have worked really hard. Yeah. Like, so I, would, I, would, I wouldn't say like in the sense of like, I'm really lucky to have achieved what you've achieved type thing. It is definitely hard yeah. work that's like got you to where, to where you are. There's, there's a bit of that, but you know, at the same time, I, I don't know. I don't really know how to answer that. I, like I've, I've worked hard. Aye, that's the yeah. thing. Like, like take, take, take pride in like what you've done yeah. and all the stuff you've put in. Because at the end of the day, like, you, you don't just go to work, especially now, just for yourself and work hard for yourself. Yeah. You do it for your family as well. Yeah. And it's like, like I always find it weird. Like, I think that's obviously like a bit of what you said, like, oh, imposter syndrome. You're saying, oh, yeah. I'm very lucky to have done what I've done. But yeah. it's not luck. Like, it's actually you and your hard work that's got you there. Even if it's yeah. just unintentional, yeah. your graft, you put in your post up in the one saying, I'm going on holiday. Yeah. Ah, you were doing it for like, gone on holiday but it was your graft and your hard work that like yeah helped you get on holiday with your missus you know yeah. what i mean so i wouldn't really say it's luck i would say it's more so like you've you've just went yeah. for it and just done it's, it it's getting to that stage where i could actually feel like yes mm-hmm. that's all down to me but i'm uh, not i'm not at that stage you know do you want to know what i used to I, I, I say it all the time like like i'll say oh that's the legalist effect if i've had a good day <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I say it all the time but do you want to know what? I never ever genuinely believe it. No, yeah, hundred percent. I never, I, I never ever believe that. I wind my my team up about it to no end. Mm. Absolutely, because I know it really grates on them. <laughs> um, and if there's one thing I am, it's a massive wind up merchant. So I, I know I could do that to wind them up. But at the same time, I don't actually genuinely believe that 
in myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? But to get to a point where, you know, I do work hard and, and actually give myself a bit of credit at times, I'm getting there, but I'm not there yet, if that makes sense. No, yeah, definitely. Sort of sense. It's, it's, it's hard to like take a step back and go, I've done that. I'm proud of myself. Yeah. It's really hard because you're very self-critical. Yeah. We are so self-critical oh, on this God. podcast. There's yeah. been so many times when we've done something and we've just been like, that is awful. Yeah. And then Paul goes away and edits it and he, he messages me and he's just like, mate, oh, it's so funny. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, hey. I know what you mean though, like, because I, I always feel like that, like the stuff that I do. Um, obviously my background's music and now we're doing this podcast and like, I've always looked at what I'm doing and gone, it's all right but because i'm doing it it's like i can't really feel amazing about it because i almost one i don't want to come across like an egotistical maniac and you want to keep yourself grounded you want to keep yourself sane even if it is amazing you're really proud of it you almost don't want to let yourself feel too proud of it in case you get yeah. carried away with it but at the same time for me when you don't like yourself it's then very hard to take credit yeah this is true yeah. you know yeah. what i mean i'm like no mate you're actually just a knob you know what <laughs> i mean like these are the things that go through my head all the time like no mate you just look like a prick by doing this mm-hmm. and and sometimes you need to literally speak to people and be like like people that you've you've got a relationship with that yeah. would actually say look no mate you're <clears> just being a knob yeah. like whereas at the same time you know like the people that i could 100% rely on to give me a straight answer as my mum. She'd be like, mm. <laughs> And when she makes that noise, you're like, game over. Like, <laughs> but, you know, she's at the point now where she's always been able to just be brutally honest at times, but honest nonetheless. So, um, now nah, I'll get there. I'm, I'm, I'm in a good place and, and I'm hoping to get to the point where I could start to, to see the things that I've done and the things yeah. that I've achieved. And, you know, am I happy with where the, the blog's going and stuff? Absolutely. But I, it's a while before I'll be able to feel totally happy about it. Aye. Probably another difficult question. Oh, I'm almighty. so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> You'll be checking your watch for the time. <laughs> Taxi. <laughs> but um, so going back to when Paul asked about the the blog and um, more specifically, and obviously he was saying, "Oh, I'm, like proud to do that type of thing," and you were like, "No," because I don't want to like jump down people's throats in a sense. Yeah. So. For me, it's more so like a, I've, I've had this experience in person, not online. But like, I've always found it extremely difficult when should you actually approach someone if you think there's an issue, right? And if you do, what do you say? Or do you take a step back and go, once you've like asked like a, a brief question, like, a, hey, are you all right? I am fine. Like, where, where is the line to be drawn and like prying? Because it, like, Although someone's dealing with it, like you never know that they could be like or suffering with it or whatever you want to call it, um, th- you you never you can never really tell if they're actually like get through it themselves and like yeah. they, they don't actually need any externals. They're at a point where they're actually reaching that point to get back or like where where is that line to be drawn where you should wait for them to come to you or should you go to them? Because that's a difficult one that I've had to face in the past. Right. Okay. Um. So again, I could only speak from a, a personal course, of point course, of view. Of course. I think that what I would have liked for somebody to have noticed in me that I don't think people obviously like I've, I've spoken about I don't think that because nobody really had that conversation with me until my, my colleague did is how are you doing? Mm-hmm. Ah, I'm alright. But how are you really doing type thing? Look I know that you're struggling um, or look I, I've noticed you've not seen yourself recently just to let you know if, if you need anything you know where I am mm-hmm. and just uh, you can't really pry and really push with someone because you, you, you don't know what their triggers are you don't know if that's cause a panic attack anxiety attack whatever you want to call it yeah. but just that that comfort piece if you don't want to do it in person just send them a message Look, you really didn't see me yourself is everything all right 
look if you if you want to talk you know what I am cards on the, then your cards are on the table because you want yeah. to think is particularly with the, the suicide rates and stuff you don't my my thing is is you never want to leave anybody with any self doubt sort of thing regrets why didn't I say what I needed to say mm-hmm. why didn't I say that I noticed that and you've got to remember that like that conversation that you, that you or, or or that trigger that you've witnessed could mm-hmm. be the catalyst for something horrible mm-hmm. so I would always say have the conversation because you've got to in your own mind got to live with that for the rest of your life if something went south mm-hmm. so i'll give you i'll give you a, a reason for, for why i feel this way so um yeah because that, that's that's quite like a it's quite that's quite a strong a strong feeling it means isn't based on suicide but it's just on something that's haunted me for yeah most of my life but my, my cousin was killed at the street party probably about 15 16 years ago Edinburgh at, street, party. The street party yeah, years yeah. ago um and although we were very very close it still haunts me to this day that i can't remember if i told her i love her or not mm. and you know like i'll say it to my mom she'll be like, oh she knew but i don't yeah do you know what i mean so i think that for me like i'm a very very open person paul i probably told you i love you before because i want everybody to know <laughs> well you're holding feet so, <laughs> I mean. you know like i want people to know that if i feel that way about you i've said that so if anything went wrong I could sit in my, my heart of hearts and go, they knew. Mm-hmm. And it, it depends on how, who you are as a person. But for yeah. me, I would never want to have that. Why didn't I tell them? Mm-hmm. So just make sure that if, as, as, as long as you're comfortable with any of the sort of repercussions in the back of that, as long as you're comfortable enough to go, right, okay, if, if that's happened, I did what I could or I said what I needed to say or I noticed what I noticed and I, I tried to help. Mm-hmm. You've got to be able to live with your actions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I do just want to, to say though like obviously as you said just because that was quite like a long answer you did say at the very start that's you're only speaking from your personal yeah, point from of view yeah from 100% from my yeah, point of view I don't want anyone who's listening to like take it away if, if like someone yeah. close to them has experienced something like that and yeah. don't feel any guilt or anything like that on that front yeah again like that's yeah, that's just answered that, purely from his yeah, own personal experience absolutely and and you know that's for for me at, at the point I'm trying to make is is for me as a person, I'm very, very emotional. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a very, I, I would probably say I've, I've got very high emotional intelligence mm-hmm. and that I would, that would haunt me forever. Yeah. It's not to say it would haunt everyone forever. And if, yeah. if you've been in that situation and, and you're okay, then I'm, I'm really, really happy that you're okay. But that's just solely from my yeah. point of view. That's how I feel. I would um, say, I would say like, and, and, and one sort of respect, like if there is someone who feels like this, like, take a step back and think like who else was around that yeah. person who did um maybe commit such an act and would you blame any of your friends that as as much as you're blaming yourself and the answer would probably be no so Absolutely. like why blame yourself if it yeah. wasn't if you wouldn't blame anyone think, else type look, thing? you've got to remember that that if if someone does do what they've decided to ultimately do you know there's a good chance that there's nothing you could have done anyway. Yeah. Right. So that, yeah. that's, that's one thing to take if it from reaches that. that point, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You know, that points that, that person's reached that point where they don't think that anything's going to make a difference. Mm. But the point I was trying to make is, is just make sure that you're resolute in your own thoughts Yeah. that you want to know what did I notice these things that I try to help and you've got, and you've got to make sure that you're comfortable with an, an answer to your question at mm. what point they interject and yeah. just make sure that you're comfortable that you've tried everything that you could so even just like make sure that all your close friends leave your cards on the table regardless absolutely would be the best sort of like 
Absolutely. policy way to sort of go. Yeah, I think that look if if you notice something, like I say, don't don't pry too much if if you don't feel that you're in a position that you want to pry, but just, just leave your door open. Back to that phrase again. You okay, mate? Uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah no, definitely that was uh, again a difficult question yeah. I'm so sorry it's hopefully a, Paul's got something lighter uh, on the cards what's for tea tonight Paul Ball and Ace I was just going to ask you what your favourite colour is yeah. but... <laughs> <laughs> all I can think about is the acorn is so close to here I think I'm definitely going to just have to leave my car oh, I'm so sorry I'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> Great to lie down after this, mate. They're, they're, they're difficult, but I, I think they're 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 difficult, but probably necessary questions. No, absolutely. And I, and you want to know what if I was coming onto this blog and didn't think that um, sorry the, this podcast and I didn't think that there was going to be difficult questions. I'd been filling myself, but mm-hmm. at the same point, like what we we're talking about before, it, I didn't want there to be anything that was taboo. I didn't yeah. want there to be anything you didn't want to ask because mm-hmm. the whole point in my mantra as i keep yeah. saying is is to talk about it let's talk uh-huh. about it and um, you know there'll be some people that disagree with my opinions and that's absolutely fine yeah. i'm not saying that everybody has to have my opinion i'm speaking purely from my Your own personal point of view, point of view. Yeah. Um, so you know like i say i don't speak for everybody with depression i don't speak with for anybody with anything mm-hmm. sort of in terms of mental illness mental illness mental health <laughs> awareness all that sort of stuff so I, like i say purely everything's from my mm-hmm. point of view and if you disagree with that then you're completely yeah. entitled to absolutely yeah. no definitely i like i think like i, I did sort of put you on the spot with quite a yeah, lot yeah. but like it's it's like all the things that you've said like these questions are not pre-planned like yeah, yeah. they've literally just like popped up and i've been like oh but what about this yeah, yeah. oh but what about this oh but could this have been a thing so a good chance there's gonna have to be a part two right <laughs> <laughs> quite quite you know quite what? possibly we've, you, know, we've, you never we've, know we've said we've got we're quite good at that like we're We've said to everybody we've had on so far, like, there's so much more we want to talk about, yeah. given this conversation. There always and is. That honestly, yeah. At the end of the day, like, you, your your story, like, is nowhere near finished. No. Um, nowhere near finished. And it's there's still, a, like, a massive hill to climb. But then the but then the day once you reach the peak, you're going to be up there for for a long time. But there's Absolutely. there's peaks and troughs for all it. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe an easier question for you then. Thank God. I know. <laughs> I know. This one's only worth five points. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so like again, try to get back to a lighter sort of topic. Um, like because uh, those were quite deep dark yeah, questions. Yeah. Um, so you go back and exercise. Things are looking up. Um, mm-hmm. I would say well a bit dark, a bit light. Going from what did the darkest part oh pop filters be weird there what did the darkest part sort of like feel like if you were to sum it up as to like a like and in a way that you can explain and where is it like how is that feeling like now type thing like if if, if there's a way you can explain it in terms yeah, like of like pro- progressional point of view type thing. yeah so like maybe like interaction Inter- with like, family like when you go in the house now when you get home from work like what's different like and how how can so basically okay. just to help people I could, gi- I could give you the probably the perfect example yeah so it's a used, long question, sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Um, in a roundabout way. Um, so I think that when I was at my worst, I used to pull into the drive after work and sit in the car. Mm. Oh, all right, yeah. And I wouldn't sit on my phone. I wouldn't really be doing anything, but just like psyching myself up because it's, it's not my wife's fault or my daughter's fault the way I was feeling. Just to face people. Yeah. Like, I'm in an industry where I've got to deal with people every day and you're constantly putting on that mask. I've I've got to go in and put on a bravado and and, and try and yeah, portray that before. Yeah, portray myself like in a way. Two days ago. Yeah. I've I've got to try and portray myself in a way that I'm not actually feeling how I'm uh, I'm not actually portraying how I feel. Yeah. 
Because inside, the, the only way that I could describe it is, and I said this to a, a friend of mine recently, you know that, uh, that, that paint in the screen? Yeah. yeah. That's how I felt inside all mm. the time. You know, I just, you know, that, that self-loathing, I hate myself, I don't want to be here anymore. You know, everything made me anxious. You know, like, even like, you know, my family would probably tell you I was a life and soul any party. I'd be up, I'd do karaoke, I'd have everybody up dancing, all that sort of stuff. And and it got to the point I didn't even want to go to a family occasion. I, I made every excuse not to go anywhere because I didn't want to have to deal with people. So I think that, you know, it, the best way I could describe it is I would sit in the car and I'd have to, I, I knew that I was going into, you know, particularly when my wife is on maternity leave, I've touched on the fact that we had a, a difficult time with, with my daughter and yeah. stuff when she was younger. Um, you know, I had to go in and I had to, I've, I've already been struggling that day mentally. I've had a tough day at work. Go in and, and put a face on it that I'm happy because my wife's probably had a tough day with a little yeah. one all day. I've got to go in and be a good dad. I've got to go in and try and be a good husband. And it was just like, doof, 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 like loads of things, just like try to pile it up. So I, I would sit in the car for sometimes 15 minutes, half an hour, right, come on, you can do this, right, come on, you can do this, right, come on, you can do this. Whereas now, I can't wait to get home. Hmm. You know what I mean? The, 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 the days spent at work are minutes until I could see my kid again. Yeah. The days spent at work is until I could go home and give my wife a, a kiss and a cuddle and, you know, dance around for her in the kitchen or, you know, fart and lock the door so she can't get out <laughs> and all that sort of stuff and just be a, a general deviant, you know? So I think that, that that's probably the best way to contrast that. It was that piece where I was sitting in the car thinking oh god oh god oh god to, to, oh, i cannot wait to get home and see my little one for it to make me watch in the night garden for the 500th thing this week. <laughs> that's no that, that's brilliant i'm actually sitting here just like listening like try to take in everything and it's like mm. resonating like massively like yeah. not gonna lie like my heart's my heart's like in my throat a wee bit like i'm getting a wee bit teary-eyed because it is like like when you sum it up like that like just sitting in your car for 15 minutes like going into sort of like face your family and like that's yeah that's such like a that's such a a scary sort of thought like the people that you love the most in your life you had to yeah. like psych yourself up to actually go in and just like be in their presence like that's yeah it's, it was the same at work it's crazy I'd, I'd get out the car because i I'm a stickler for lateness, so I couldn't be late. Thanks, anxiety. Um, so I would be in the car and I'd literally have to walk round to my car going, like from my car to the, the entrance to the shop, like, it's going to be a good day. 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 And I'd have to physically talk myself into it. And then obviously in the, the nature of the, the business that we're in, I've got to go in, I've got to engage a group of people yep. to get them, motivate them and try to get them to look at me as a peer, look at me as a leader, yeah. as somebody that's going to pull them through if we're having a tough day. Mm. And it's all a bravado. Yeah. It's like, how do you mo like motivate other people when you're struggling to motivate yourself? Yeah. Do you want to know the way I could describe it? It's inside I felt like a deflated balloon. Mm -hmm. But every day I'd have to be like, pull yeah. myself up. That was a really good noise, yeah. by the way. I love it. A sample of that. We're, uh, <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna trademark that. TM. <laughs> you know, I had to really like right, okay. Yeah, 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 let's go. Boom, 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 boom. Like really happy, really high energy. But inside, all I wanted to do was go home to my bed, pull my covers over my head, and not talk to anyone. Mm -hmm. That is like crazy. Like, there's so much like that. I can't even. I can't even think of words. Yeah. yeah. Like that. That is like a like it's a, it's it's hard to like imagine. Um, in that regard, that there there is days like that I've like put up in the drive. See, when you say like put up in the drive and just sit in your car, there's there's so many times where I've done that. Not for like any other reason other than just like 
I can't even be bothered walking to the door. <laughs> like, and I would just sit oh, in the car. Oh, you've went to and forgot to get, get a carrier yeah, bag I, and you've yeah. just chucked it on the back. Oh my God, Danny. <laughs> or, or even like when, when the car's roasting and you know it's freezing outside and you have yeah. to like psych yourself to just face yeah. the cold because I wear shorts all the time. I hate yeah. jeans. So like, but just like, but for you, like you would you would sit there and you would like, would you contemplate anything? Would you think about anything? Or would you just sit and just like blank mind and just... I wouldn't say that I had a blank mind. It was more like... You could do this. You could do this. So it'd be put, the same thing that, you'd, you'd give yourself yeah, in the morning. I'd have to because I seen a great meme. Um, I actually think it was my mum that sent me it. It's like I don't want to go outside. It's too peoply outside, <laughs> right? And, and and for a long time, it's how I felt, yeah, you know. Yeah. And but when I was, it's hard to admit because obviously you want to paint yourself as a a model dad and a model husband. But for a long time, I wasn't mm. right. And it's it's horrible to admit. Because, I mean, you worked with me when my daughter was born, I think. Yeah, I did that. Um, so, I mean, you know how excited I was to be a dad. And it just totally, I didn't get anything from it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because my, my daughter hated me. She absolutely despised me. Um, so I would go in and I would want to be this amazing husband, you know, that their kid was so excited to see daddy when he came home from work. You know, my wife had probably been up with the uh, B1 all night because she would try and let me sleep to get up because I was going to work in the morning. Yeah. I would want to go in and be like, look, let me take over. I'll give her a bath. I'll give her a tea. Just you go sleep, chill, go to the gym, do what you want to do. And none of that could happen. Mm-hmm. And if you any, like, and, and this is a point that like, I found really difficult is it any idea how low that makes you feel for the two people that are meant to rely on you the most to be this amazing person this massive support this amazing dad this nurturing amazing happy human being I couldn't do it mm-hmm. I couldn't do it I wanted to and I put on an act that I could do it almost come back to like what you were saying about putting on a character at work yeah sort of thing. you know what it was, it, was, it was like pulling a mask over your face like a Scooby-Doo villain Mm-hmm. Every, every day had to be this person I didn't want to be mm-hmm. I'd get I'd easily get a job in River City <laughs> <laughs> easily, easily get a job in River City some of the acting that's brutal I could definitely do that no mm-hmm. problem but you want to know what is saying these things you know I could cry now and I and I feel I can, feel, I can, I can uh, feel it I'm sitting here uh, like I don't even know what to yeah. say I, I could you know, that's that that was a really hard thing for me to talk about, but it was one that I wanted to say that because I know that there's gonna be so many dads that may or may not listen to your your blog or, or or when we share it on mine or whatever that felt the way I feel, but see now it gets better. I promise you that. Mm-hmm. It does. That is that is huge. That is massive. That is actually crazy. It does put it in a like yeah. massive perspective. I feel like like for myself and for like for our listeners as well, like that picture that you've just painted like off the back of the the question like of how you felt like if they've experienced because they can actually relate that to their life yeah and whether they have a family or, or whether they just like avoid people but they don't realize they're avoiding people like their family and stuff yeah. like that like when you shut off facebook and things like these little triggers that will like at least yeah. allow them to take a step back and they might not have like um like depression or things like that but they might just be feeling really low for like a long yeah. period of time and it may just help them to take a step back and just think about it and go oh sh- maybe i need to go speak to my mom my dad yeah maybe it's time to make amends maybe this is what's been bothering me and like i feel like that is something that, that could that would really help them it's, it's making me think i'm i'm like what's what have i done recently like, you know what i mean it, it really does make you, you think. know there's, there's one there's one thing that like that, that somebody once said to me is you've got to always think about the shadow that you cast 
Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's deep. Oh. It's very deep. I've, I've been known to be remotely intellectual at times. I would but, never have thought that. <laughs> <laughs> not many people would be. But, you know, you want to think about that shadow you cast and, and thinking about, you know, what, if, is what you're doing impacting the way that people are feeling? Is, is what you're doing going to have a negative effect on people and particularly in your social media? Mm. You know, um, I had to really think about that at times because there was times that I would be constantly tweeting about footballers and how garbage they were and all that sort of stuff. And then I was just a bit like, what if they're searching their name and they see what I've wrote? And I don't mm. know if any of you watched that Jesse Nelson documentary uh, recently from Little Mix. That yeah. was mind blowing. Mind blowing. What happened on that? So she basically came out and spoke about how trolls really affected her after um, she became famous with Little Mix and with mm -hmm. people calling her ugly and the fat one and all that sort of stuff and even they wouldn't be tweeting her directly but if she searched her name yeah you, you can go on Twitter and just yeah. pop a tag in and yeah. you're like oh my god mm -hmm. and that's the thing with social media something you say can spread like wildfire yeah. mm -hmm. and you don't really again it's that shadow you cast you don't really realise the, the impact of what you're saying because you're typing it to yourself or what you think are your mates mm -hmm. I could go anywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, you don't really realize realize the impact. I actually mm -hmm. recently, because there was a like last year, I got like really into like politics and stuff like yeah. that. So like there was quite a lot of, like political tweets. But like when you say it, like a when you set out like a like a statement that's very objective, you, no one ever reads it the same way you write it. No. So it would always it would always bring about so many mixed reactions. Yeah. So like again, this podcast was a massive help for me because then I just deleted every single tweet that was on my account everything every retweet every like everything i put it in like a web generator deleted it started afresh same account started afresh and now all i, all I talk about unfollowed everyone that like is negative and all that stuff and anyone that retweeted things that like i didn't want to see yeah and i just like so me i blocked tommy it. robinson years ago because <laughs> he was a trigger because yeah, every time yeah. i seen him spout his yeah, xenophobic like bile it, it annoyed me i was like yeah, block yeah. <sighs> that's the thing it's, it's like in life you surround yourself with good people so why on social media would you surround yourself with, Absolutely. with with people or things that you wouldn't want to associate with when you're walking down the street or when you're at a social gathering yeah. why would you do the same online and it really and, helped me to just and do you want to know one of the other things that really irritates me about social media and it's something that I've started doing now that I feel more in the presence of mind to do so if I see you up the town centre and I say hello to you and you don't say hello to me but you're liking my post on Facebook are you really a friend? yeah Aye. Like, I'm sorry, I'm saying hello to you and you've looked or you're actively trying to not look at me. Yeah. How can you be my, inverted comma, friend on Facebook? Aye. Mm. Nah, it's true. Like, you, quite a lot of people disconnect the two, yeah. but they don't realise that Are they just, we're all people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you know, just, I'm not asking you to stop and have a conversation with me. Just give me a wave and a smile, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that's where the social media thing is. You know, do I still actively like Facebook? No. Would I come off it? absolutely um, I didn't miss it when I wasn't on it but I kind of feel that due to the generation that we're in that the it's a necessary evil to, it, to spread is, like this positive yeah. message at, and nail on the head mate that's ah. it, the sole reason that I have Facebook just now is for the blog mm -hmm. don't get me wrong I'm on my own personal Facebook I'm, I'm you know my family missed a lot of pictures of the little one and mm -hmm. you know there's um people at work tell me they wanted to tag me in memes again again and all yeah. that sort of stuff so you know I, I i'm certainly monitoring my time on the app on my phone and how much time i'm oh, spending on time. facebook yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely um and i'm actively making sure that i'm not too enveloped in it again mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I know, it is, it is huge. It is something that, that I, I think I've told you this story before. You did, I, I was actually kind of surprised. Yeah. I was really surprised. It is something that, that I've done before. Like, I took a good year off social media. I know that sounds like a silly thing to say, given it what it is, but like, I genuinely did. And it stemmed from, um, Lily was at college, and I was, Lily's, I was out Lily's day off. always partnered, by the way, just in case um, you yeah, never got that. And I was, Hi, I was day off. <laughs> Shout out. Legend. Um, I was I was on day off, so I was I was gonna go pick her up, you know, when yeah. she's finished. And I was like, ah, I've got Tayago for a shower. <laughs> that, yeah. That's fine. Went for a shower, came out and stuff, and I just sat in my bed and picked my phone up. I went on Facebook and I was like, fuck, God, that's the time. I need to go. Um so I was like, right, okay, I need to get up. And from that point of saying I need to go, about 10 minutes passed, and I was still on my phone. And then I was like, wait. What happened in the past 10 minutes? I've just lost 10 minutes of my time and I have no idea what I've done in that 10 minutes. And it's yeah. just made me late yeah. to, to go pick Lily up. Do you know what I mean? So I was like, that's that's a problem. If I can't yeah. if I can't account for picking my phone back up yeah. and clicking on the app and scrolling, like See, why that's something it's scary. That, it's a problem. And, yeah. And, and again, do you want to know what? Like me and my mum were talking about this because we came off uh, Facebook at similar times. See the amount of times that I went to phantom click on the app and it wasn't there anymore. Just yeah. a, a habit. Uh, it's weird. It was like, <laughs> like, oh my God, this yeah. is a, this is an issue. The fallback is just put YouTube in the exact same place. Yeah. That I, is I was going to say something totally inappropriate. <laughs> that is 100% the exact thing. Yeah, I was after. And yeah. the other thing as well is like, what I don't think helps is obviously your phone. I am, yeah. but like Android and Apple are really bad at just like, notifications mm-hmm. when you when you know something i'm really bad at this on whatsapp you know if i'm on a day off or if i really can't be bothered talking to people like people message me on whatsapp and i just leave it unread so that they don't think i'm ignoring them do you know what i mean yeah. um because you don't want people to know you're but, a prick right but yeah exactly <laughs> exactly i, I want to be an anonymous prick but um like I, I i'll end up still clicking on whatsapp because there's a one and then i'll i'll open the message and go oh, fuck now i need to talk to him because i've opened the <laughs> Absolutely. message but it's just because the one's there yeah that i'm like oh, i need to press this yeah it's, it's, annoying it's, that, an, it's a total impulse and it's yeah. really annoying god damn social media i'm shaking my hand in there <laughs> god damn bubble notifications yeah god that red uh, to be fair that annoys me see when i see whenever i see people's like phones and they've got like their mail app and it's like three oh thousand like unread messages T- talking about triggers no. oh my god that does my nut how can you deal with that nah, nah. how I how nah. you've got a giant red thing on top of a blue yeah. icon get that to yeah it needs to be that that sound that needs to be de- that there <laughs> is an illness of the phone like Right now, but that's organised. That's fine. Like I'm, I'm okay. Like looking at my phone right now, but I know there's all those notifications there, and I'm kind of like, oh my god, I'm going to have to reply to these. But unfortunately, I'm stuck talking to you guys. <laughs> this is so this, sorry. This is not always the best thing. Is the clear, the clear all, all my button. friend? I yeah. love that. I love the clear all button. It's the best. It's the best. Uh, until you unlock your phone and there's all these red dots everywhere, just like, so you need to, you need to yeah. start turning into, like Doctor Pimple Popper and just yeah. start going on every app and, and doing, undoing everything. And uh, I just want to make this point. Uh, we did a, uh, an episode on this like about weird and wonderful apps but there is an actually an app that's called pimple popper and the whole point of the the app is to bust spots oh yuck my wife would like that. It, gives, that it gives me the absolute <laughs> she watched all the blackhead videos and stuff uh, she's just like see if i've got like a hair out of place or like yeah. a little bit of yeah. broken skin she's just oh, desperate oh, oh, oh. to pick me and i'm just like yeah. get off me 
Yeah. Like, get after it. Like, <laughs> just starts uh, coming out. Yeah, starts exactly. <laughs> Honestly, I'm going to actually download that app for her when she gets out. <laughs> just so she gets yeah. off your back and you're no longer getting things. Just leave me in. Like, <laughs> leave me alone. So, um, like, everything that you've done up till now, like, we've got, like, a really good gist of it and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And things are looking very up for you as well. Um, chances are you might have another downtime that you'll take time off and yeah. you might need it, but the chances are you might know. Like yeah. what's what's your plans for like here going forward for like the page for helping people and just like yourself in general, your family. What's the plan? What is the plan? What's the Gillis plan? <laughs> I'll be honest, like I don't have a plan. Right. I take each day as it comes. Cool. Um I have goals, which I'm I'm hopeful to achieve. Can um, you share some of these? Um as a note, as a as a swift <laughs> note, carry on. <laughs> no. Um <laughs> I'm. I. I really want to do Tough Mother next year. Yeah, it's a good aim. Um, it's just the electricity <coughs> gives me the fear. It does, I. Yeah, me too. But <laughs> I, I think that to keep myself in a mind frame where I'm challenging myself, mm-hmm. I need to do things that I'm not completely comfortable with. Mm-hmm. So I'm. I'm hoping to do Tough Mother next year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping to do. Um, uh, an outdoor 10k um, as part of like an official race mm-hmm. um, I never ever thought I would be in the case where I could I could do that but that's a goal um, just to hopefully keep up with my, my fitness journey as a whole I've, I mean I've lost out a fair bit of weight but hoping to keep going with that and just getting back to my, a, a place where I like myself again mm-hmm. um, you know I could get into um, I'm four pounds off the, the weight I was when we got married, um, which was six years ago. So um, I'm I'm in the best shape I've been in a long time. And I forgot to say this when you came in, but you are looking fantastic. It's been a <laughs> while since I've seen you, <laughs> yeah. but honestly, mate, it's, it's an amazing improvement. Yeah. I've never seen you before, so uh, you look great, <laughs> mate, honestly. I'll slip you my number before I leave, mate. <laughs> oh, Paul, yeah. Paul's not treating me the same way anymore. <laughs> um, they've, but, just, they've just unhealed un- un- feet. Yeah. <laughs> um, the socks so, are back on. Yeah. So, I think I've I've got little goals, um, but ultimately I want to be a better dad. I want to be a better husband, um, and you want to know what? Just a better son, better son-in-law. Just be a better version of myself. Total because family man. Yeah, you know my family and my my friends are absolutely everything to me. Um, although I'm very massively career-driven, you know, there's nothing that could equally come close to you know the feeling of being a dad. Mm-hmm. Um, so just. Try and take every day, try and be a better person every day, try and be aware of that shadow you cast. Um and you, you want to what and help some people along the way. I've I've got another blog um yeah. that I'm gonna release hopefully in the next month or so when um I've I'm finished writing it up, um sort of on a bit about the aftermath, um the first blog release, mm. um and the page and you know, and and hopefully try and round off twenty nineteen um and yeah, so that's my, my sort of future. That's, that's really pretty cool. Uh, taking yourself out of your comfort zone is massive. Someone yeah. I can't remember who said it to me. I just think it was my girlfriend. She's actually really wise. Um, <laughs> but but um, she says, um, like, as I said, that was quite uncomfortable doing something. She was like, you never develop unless you're outside your comfort zone. And yeah. I was just like, mm-hmm. but she said it in such a way. It was like, but you never develop unless you're outside your comfort zone. And no. just like, huh, walked to the room to make tea. And I was like... By Drop, the way, dropped the mic and left. I know, that's, <laughs> but, but that's the thing, and it, like that's still stuck with me, like to this day. And like mm-hmm. when me and Paul started making videos and things, like I was so uncomfortable doing that. Yeah, so uncomfortable. 
but now that we've done it it's like oh right how, how can i be better oh yeah. how, how can i do this and it's just like everything in life like if you want to get somewhere like you do just need to set yourself little goals and just like keep trying along and, and you'll get there i think for me is is if you want to better yourself, you find yourself a role model, somebody that you look up to and you're like, right, okay, what can I do to be more like this person? If, if this is who I idolize, if this is who I want to be, you've got to try and set yourself the little goals and what, find the things that you like about this person and, and what you idolize about them and, and then do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, I mean, particularly professionally this year, I've, I've had to push myself and do a lot more things that I'm not comfortable with. Presentations, for example, you know, I, I didn't like getting up and standing in front of people, particularly with the weight I was and stuff. Um, you know, I just wanted, I th- thought people thinking, what's fat Dr. Evil here doing here, trying to give me a presentation, you know? Yeah. So um, I had to do the little things that are, I wanted to push myself outside that comfort zone, push the boundaries a wee bit. And I've done so much stuff this year that I would never, ever have thought, that I would have done so your, your girlfriend's absolutely right you've got to do mm. things that sort of push you that wee bit so that you learn from it yeah you know what I mean I learned from the kilt walk that I'll never do another kilt walk <laughs> <laughs> so, so do, do you think then of course it was a massive negative like going through what you've went through but do you think that it's been like 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 every cloud has a silver line and if you manage to get through it like it's been beneficial for you in some way like how, I know it's a weird way to sort of word it but how would you sort of sum up like where you are now to where you were before I think that that's that's a difficult question. I know it's, I, it's, it's I, quite I, a tough one. Again, thanks, mate. Um, I didn't mean that. This time. <laughs> I think um, see the next part of this is going to need to be like a one-on-one Stephen yeah. Lee <laughs> <laughs> Frost versus Nixon. <laughs> no, I think the Cold War Part yeah. Two. <laughs> that's a difficult question, mate. Because in oh. ways, I absolutely hate what I've went through. Yeah, understandable. Yeah. I absolutely hate it and it devastates me what I put my family through and I feel guilty for that every day mm-hmm. there's not a single day that goes by that I'm still like I, I say it to my wife all the time like why why are we still together because it, it takes an unbelievable amount of strength to support somebody for how much of a dick I was mm-hmm. how much you know like because you know my wife said it to me herself she's like I didn't just have Ailey to look after I had me to look after you to look after the house to look after it was so much of an unfair burden for her and I'll never forgive myself for that ever um, but at the same time has it made me a better person you know there's I, I feel like I've learned a lot from it mm-hmm. um, you know it was a bit of a journey for me in terms of right okay what I'm, what is it that I'm not liking about myself and you know in terms of my own personal development as a person mm-hmm there's there's probably been learnings from it um so i i don't, I don't know if i've got a, a complete resolute answer no, for that's you, but fine. i yeah. think that there's glimmers of things that i've taken from it but if i if, me, if i could take it all away i would do it in a heartbeat oh, of yeah. course of course yeah, yeah. but at least like and in a sense like you're doing all these things and it's sort of in a way it's 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 something that's made you decide I am going to push myself. I am going to get here. I'm yeah. going to do this. I, I want to spend more time with my daughter, quality time, be there, be be the dad I want to be, that I've always yeah. wanted to be type thing. Um, and I'm, I'm not saying that you wouldn't have been before by, yeah. by any means. Like if things were a bit easier in the start, then you, you, you probably would have been. You never know what, what might have been, but like you're in you're in that sort of a place where you're even in a position where you can actually help other people yeah that like that and that's huge like and you know yourself how, how hard it is to go through something like that so yeah i think that 
I, I, I take every day as it comes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for me, when I was in that place where I really didn't want to be here anymore, and then I look at where I am now, and I, you know, I get up every morning and my daughter's jumping at her cot shouting daddy and mm-hmm. all these sort of amazing, happy feelings. You know, I was saying to you, Paul, about like even just going back to the football after two years yeah, and, yeah. And, and not wanting to go and it's finding joy in things again. Yeah. And, and that's, that's amazing. Massive. And if, if until you're in that place, small things that you might have said, things like going to the football, you could, could have gone to football. I couldn't go to the football. Mm-hmm. Like I had no motivation to go and see people mm-hmm. at all at all i didn't want to see anyone mm-hmm. but just having that thing where i'm finding joy and even the little things again is amazing mm-hmm. it's great it really is that is massive i, I think guess. i think i think my question was a wee bit difficult there uh, so yeah. i, I, I yeah. apologize for that <laughs> and the other thing as yeah. well is i think that's probably a good place to end it is yeah, just yeah. on that sort of quote um let's mate thank you so much for your your time and just being a legend yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> the, the only way it. I could sort of sum it up to be fair um, just to give a, a wee um, shout out to a couple of people it, if, you, if you don't yeah, mind um, so I've, I've had a lot of encouragement for a lot of people my wife Rachel um, has been absolutely unbelievable uh, my mum and dad my my in-laws um, a, a few really close friends around me Andrew Inch who does the, the Mad Lads page with me um, other friends such as Morgan Wilson who's been amazing Ali Gillis Andy Gillis same, same surname no relation um, <laughs> Weird that, eh? yeah I know people always think we're related um, also my, my boss I'll, I'll not name his name but he's, he's been an unbelievable support to me as well um, so there's 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 been uh, my mate Scott through as well um, so I've, I've had a lot of a lot of support so that for me is massive um, and for anybody that's not aware of the Mad Lads page I think you guys are going to link it in tell everyone about it where, where, yeah. where can they find the help where, so, where can they get to you so if you search for um, Mad Lads on Facebook um, you'll see it we're our nice little logo on there we've got our, our new caricature which was uh, <laughs> put on yesterday which is absolutely amazing I'm, I'm absolutely delighted with that and especially because it made me look thinner than Andrew so um, that's on there um, we run a submission part which is um, called the Mad Bible um, where people could share their experiences with anxiety, depression and just mental health in general um, you could do that anonymously or you could do it um, and we'll credit you for it if you want to do so um, and it just allows you to put yourself out there to an audience um, if you want to do so with your name attached to it um, and really just share your experiences with how you feel or even if you're not comfortable just sharing your experience reading other people's experience and, and hopefully you could take something from that because as much as there's some really harrowing things and, and some things which I'll be honest with you are difficult to read um, at the same time you know as, as somebody that suffers with depression um, or lives with depression however you want to put it um, when I see that normally there's a, a, a positive ending to that it, it, it reminds me you want to what I might be having a bad day or a bad yeah. week or a bad month or whatever um, but if they could get through it then so can I and 100%. just for all of our listeners out there if you are or you know someone who is going through something like this and you do want to find some extra help we will leave all the links uh, necessary links down below for the NHS and of course Lee's page um, Samaritans as you well know, yeah, help. Um, and particularly in men Andy's man club um, is, is another great site um, you operate just in Fife um, no there's he's, the, believe, he's nationwide now yeah yeah he? so yeah. Um, Andy's Man Club started down in England and there's mm. a couple of guys that are brought up to Scotland um, there's one in Perth yeah. um, there's one in Gwynoth there's one in Dunfermline there's opening one in Edinburgh mm-hmm. um, and I attended every Monday in Gwynoth it's 7 o'clock till 9 o'clock um, 
this one is only for men um, but it's been amazing um, if, you, if you're confident enough to go and, and, and sit with other men you don't have to share if you don't want to but um, that's been a massive help for me um, and I, I would definitely link that in um, I'll send you guys the details Andy's Absolutely. man club and going yeah, off yeah. this ran by Chris Buse who I spoke to mm-hmm. um, about earlier and his, his blog post um was was really difficult to read and, and he runs that every week now um so i would definitely actively encourage anybody to, to visit that too no, definitely well lee right. thanks so much for coming on Cheers, thanks so much gents absolute pleasure it's been definitely like a, long oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah but it's definitely been a, a, an eye-opener definitely like food for thought especially because like your position on like mental health like before you went through all yeah. this was part, partly I felt sort of the same way like in my yeah. head um, mm-hmm. and it's quite a lot of people listen to this might also like have that same perspective and this will hopefully broaden them and make them take a step back and just like oh, are my friends alright and just you alright mate as, yeah. as you said you okay mate you okay mate the, yeah. Yeah. you okay mate um, I think just if we can leave it on one thing check up on your mates yeah just check up on them just be like look you know, it, it might not be a comfortable conversation to have if if, if you're lad, lads or whatever. No matter how hard you think you no are. No matter just... how hard you think you are. I mean, if you think about some of the people in Fife recently, yeah. um, particularly in more high, high profile, it could be, you know, you could be as tough as they come. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, men, mental toughness is, 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 is very, very difficult. Check up on your mates, just say, look, yeah. even, even, even if you think they're okay, you know where I am if you need me, right? Just ask them. 100%. Ladies That's and gentlemen, it. Lee Gillis. After 12 Podcast Network.